0: Halloween is forever.
1: Welcome to Halloween is forever, the show with three different hostesses with the most. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. And we're back together again.
2: Guys. Meg's back. Make his return.
1: Reunited <laughs> and
3: it feels <be> so good. <laughs> I
1: it was very we, we had a uh, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, um, first ever episode, Sans Meg. Meg was off. Um, what I can only presume uh, doing drugs in the desert. Um,
3: and... I was getting allergies in the desert. That <laughs> yeah. was, I like brought drugs with the intention to do drugs, and yeah. I got allergies. But then you instead. did Benadryl
2: to get rid of your <laughs> allergies, got... so you
3: still did drugs. Yeah, there yeah.
2: you go.
3: Did different kinds of drugs. Party so.
1: animal. Um, <laughs> and we uh, it, we were we were lost without you. Although we had we had a very fun show uh, with uh, our, our good great. buddy Brandon Getz, talking about uh, werewolves and whatnot, but. Uh, it's, we're, we're the crews back together. Yeah. We're in person.
3: We are we're here.
1: ready to fucking rock and roll. We've right. got a showdown episode. Now, for those of you who are listening, this is our November showdown episode. This is going to come out on November the one. Um, so <laughs> yesterday was Halloween. <laughs> if you're feeling a little down, if you're feeling a little depressed that that spooky season is over for the year, let's take a step back with us because we're recording this on the The Thursday before Halloween, we are on the precipice of all Hallows Eve, it is the twenty eighth of October. So feel free to step back in time with us, and for the next couple of hours, enjoy the spooky vibes for just a couple more hours, and then you can start absorbing all the fucking Christmas commercials that are already, I'm sure, on TV. <laughs> on push November back the Christmas creep <laughs> yeah. with our show. <laughs> yeah, it for is every, Halloween just for a couple more hours.
3: For every Christmas commercial you start seeing, go watch an old. Halloween ad. Yes. Like, Go watch footage of Snicker
1: Treat yeah. immediately after that. <laughs> um, but. We are going to talk about a decidedly spooky, ooky, Halloween-centric topic. Uh, Everyone uh, who follows us on the social media and were so kind as to help us decide what our topic is for our showdown episode for November helped us to select the topic of haunted houses. So we're going to talk about haunted house flicks tonight. Each of us uh, have picked our film. We are ready to defend it. We are ready to rip each other's guts out. We're ready to... Meg has already threatened to turn (laughs) heel very (laughs) early on. Um, it's going to be a bloodthirsty episode. For those of you who have not listened to the show before, what we do is we each pick a, a movie that is, uh, pertains to a particular topic. We talk about it, and then we defend it. And then at the end, we vote to see who is going to take home the strap, going to take home the belt. Um, we've got some orders of business at the top of the show to discuss, first of all, but I, I think it's appropriate because Meg... She took it home last last month. The yeah, October
3: This belt episode. felt so at home with me. Yeah. <laughs> like I Were slept with it. Were you walking through it? the
1: airport just swinging your fucking arms like Fuck Connor yeah, McGregor walking through the airport? <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh, yes,
0: I absolutely <laughs> was. And then it.
1: people would ask about it and you would just stun them. Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> not, not even not even like a, hey, actually it's a podcast. You should listen to a podcast. No, fucking Stone Cold Stunner right absolutely. in the middle of Terminal A. Not, not a strong Don't marketing program, but <laughs> we can work on it but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen here's what you get you actually I sent out some stickers today to to Virginia actually mm. um Beautiful. If you Virginia. write a review for us on the Apple Podcast and Can we get you... a t sorry, can yeah.
3: we get a t shirt that says Virginia's for horror lovers? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Virginia's for horrors. Yeah. Um, but it's spelled like horror. Right. Yeah. Um anyway. I don't
1: know why so
2: it can funny. have it can have like a skeleton and a Dracula on it to yeah. like really reinforce that. Yeah. So
1: I'm a big fan of calling vampires Dracula's yeah. And yeah. and calling calling them Frankensteins, like saw a bunch of Frankenstein's.
2: I like saying Dracula. <laughs> Putting an R on it,
1: but yeah, you you write us a review on the Apple Podcast. We've already said this before. Say it again. You write us a review on the Apple Podcast. You screenshot it, send it to me, I'll send you some stickers. But if you see us in the airport, we give you the fucking Stone Cold Stunner. That's how (laughs) it goes. So write a review, get a sticker. The only reason why I'm traveling, get a Stone Cold Stunner.
3: (laughs) The only reason why I was traveling was to get people Stone Cold Stunners. Yeah, yeah. That was Did it. Did anybody like
1: sell it real hard like like the Rock style and, like do a whole like full on flip and headstand? <laughs> I my literally one of the the ways that I determine some of my favorite wrestlers of all time is how hard they sell the stunner. Right. That's all I, <laughs> that's all I care about. That's really all I care about. DLo Brown. DLo uh, at the top. DLo. <laughs> the Rock, Shane McMahon, Scott are, Hall. Scott <laughs> Hall. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. All right. Well, so so Meg took home the strap. Last month in our John Carpenter roulette episode. Um, Listen, I'm not proposing an asterisk. I'm just saying. It it was the nature of the event. It was the nature of the event. I got fucked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to argue that.
1: Then, Steve. Hey, all I can
3: say is. Hey, Brian, work harder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be better. Do better um that's what i'm gonna do this time around guys but the point is i'm not bitter what i'm saying is meg gets to choose the order for this episode yeah so are you prepared to discuss we we got some other things to talk about but are we prepared to discuss who's gonna go first second third
3: Uh, i think i'm good yeah yeah it's gonna be (laughs) steve okay
1: steve's going first okay
3: you, Brian. Oh, you're
1: bringing it up last. Okay. I'm going to mm. go last. You're going to last. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine. Terrible strategy. <laughs> Terrible strategy. <laughs> She's giving this thing away. Um, so <laughs> we'll get into it here in a second, guys. No, I'm
3: saving the best for last, bud.
1: Yeah. You know Meg is going to go full heel when she starts calling people bud at the top of the right? show. <laughs> Just chief bud right at the top of the show. <laughs> I'm prepared, bud. <laughs> yeah. but Yeah. <laughs> We're in for a fucking <laughs> slobber knocker, guys. Barn burner. Um, so, but before we get into that, let's get all the pleasantries out of the way before we start doing
3: Maybe out. not so pleasantries. Let's yeah, go. that's
1: true. Maybe not so pleasantries. First of all, let's talk about beers first. Beers is pleasant. Sure. What beers do we have? Well,
3: fucking Steve drinking PBR. <laughs> yeah, Steve. It's Coffee not- PBR. Ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Steve, t- talk, talk about how you're a garbage person.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Things I love are coffee, and I love sweet treats. And PBR has decided to make coffee sweet treats. Yeah, as of late, within the past couple of years, yeah. so also I'm really busy. into those. So you yeah,
1: you can't forget the booze.
3: And, the and, if, yeah. and
1: you've got a festive one here for those in who are listening, who are in the future. Uh, we are, of course, in the past. Um, <laughs> you've got a winter spice, yes, version of the PBR. Uh, uh, hard coffee.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm bridging the gap right now because even as we're talking, I almost ran over some trick-or-treaters on my way in. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're all out on the street. So I feel like I'm bridging the gap because I have this chocolatey like, there's hardly any noticeable coffee in this. No, not really. But <laughs> it tastes like Yoo-Hoo. It tastes like a bit like yoohoo. Spiced
1: yoohoo.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Spicy yoohoo with a little mm-hmm. bit of booze in it. So I feel like I'm bridging the gap between trick or treat, mm-hmm. got my chocolate candies. Yeah. But then it's got the winter spice. So it's cinnamon and nutmeg, which mm-hmm. isn't terribly winter, you know, exclusive. Right, right. So, you know, it goes all the way through. And I'm, that's wearing what I'm enjoying my
3: mm-hmm. uh, beanie right now. So yeah. I say those are very winter spices. That so just like <laughs> dubs me mm. the. <laughs> Um, you know, miser. I, I do Fair like that <laughs> the miser. <heat-mizer>. I do <laughs> no.
1: like that Steve is drinking it out of a
2: footed uh, 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 tulip glass. As you well, you basically. asked what was appropriate. I felt that would help hold the aroma best. Yes. <laughs> it's got it really those cinnamon nut, nutmeg, you know, flavors that I have to you know breathe in as I drink my five percent really concentrates
1: the aromatics <laughs> right. of, uh, of of the PBR. I didn't hate it, Meg. What do you got?
3: Um, so I had a friend gift me. Let's see. It's called 53 Magnum. Ooh, wow. Bang, bang. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she did the guns, guys. Did she, did, gun. she did the fingers, just in case you're wondering. Right. For those at home. For, for
2: the audio-only <laughs> format. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, it's a barrel-aged Czech-style pilsner, aged six months in Chardonnay barrels. And I'm trying to figure out exactly. Brewed and canned by Cross Strain Brewing. Let's see. They're in... Nebraska,
2: beautiful
1: Nebraska. We got uh, it. We got it. We're
3: going for it. We got it. We yeah. Did it. No, it's nice. Um, I feel like Brian definitely broke it apart way better than I did when he tried it before we started No, the show. it was it, it's in a good way. I mean, like you definitely, I think, got way more nuanced than I did. Check.
1: Is- I you know I certainly wouldn't drink it and say check pills. Um, by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, obviously, imagine the the, the recipe looks like that of a check pills, but it tastes like a. Barrel-aged, bready, golden beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely got some of those, some of them yummy, uh, you know, horse blanket, uh, uh, composty, you know, wet hay type of aromas. And, you know, maybe a little mousy hamster cage in there all the yummiest descriptors you can imagine all those Steve things in the like, most I'm attractive way. I don't want to
3: try this I actually I find it very pleasant so like even with all yeah the, like, it's subtle apparent, the Brett character uh, is subtle you know what those... I used to ride horses yeah I think this mm. is why I like it yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just That's bringing back it. that
3: nostalgic
2: <laughs> horse sweat yeah. smell for you Mike's yeah. just like I used to be a horse girl so I'm into this <laughs> you called me a horse girl fuck
3: you <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna say you didn't just say it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yo, I'm um, still the champ. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't
1: say that. No, don't don't
3: champ. You can't call me horse girl. You don't girl. say that. You don't say that to me. I'm
1: the- <laughs> um, <laughs> the hor- the hor- horse girl Meg it again. Um, it's it's actually um, I'm
3: fucking dying. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I
1: like it because the Brett character is subtle. It's not over the top, but it is it is absolutely there. Um. I am going with uh, uh, something uh, considerably less avant-garde. Meg uh, gifted me a can of a beer that I had probably drank the first time, oh boy, 20 years ago. I don't know. It's been quite a long time, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, Um, but I have not had in a while. But this is a classic um, American craft beer. I've got to say, probably Big Sky Brewing, it's got to be one of the first craft breweries in in montana right it's gotta oh, be right up yeah. there certainly the one that most people have been around craft beer for a long time would would call out and this is the beer that they're probably most well known for which is Moostrel. yeah classic american style brown ale um haven't had it in a long time I, I always just, uh, and and this hasn't been the case forever, I don't think, but love the, the green can.
3: The cans are to me very odd because I bought basically a variety pack and I I feel like I got, they confused me. So mm-hmm. I don't love it because they confused me Yeah, because they almost like have just like this solid color and mm-hmm. you don't totally know exactly what it is until you start looking around the can per se. So, yeah. mm-hmm. it, you know, not my favorite, but I was really stoked because I picked those up when I was just in Michigan um and i like have a fun story for when i was moving back from oregon mm-hmm. i tried to drive like a more northern route but it was in january mm-hmm. so that was dumb mm-hmm. but when i was going through montana i was like i want to stop at big scout yeah, yeah so it's like and it got dark and i just hit a snowstorm but i was like i still gotta fucking stop guys i gotta fucking stop mm-hmm. and so yeah there was like my first experience with that and that was probably like 2011. I
1: remember the first time I had this beer was someone, I don't know if it was my dad or my uncle or somebody, had gotten like this subscription to like a beer of the month, six pack oh, okay. of the month, yeah. you know, type of thing where you'd get two, you get a six pack, it was two of, of three different beers, and it would yeah. be a specific brewery, and they got this. Um, and, and yeah, boy, this had to have been early 2000s mm. so when it, whenever that was but i can't remember if it always had this green can or not i want to say it was even bottles back then but i mm-hmm. do not recall but a uh, certainly a blast from the past beer oh, nice yeah. little drinkable american brown ale five percent ain't gonna ain't gonna kick that out of bed for eating crackers um here we go let's get into these snacks. Oh, snacks spookies and spices um what do you want to do first
3: I want to torture you guys. Uh, you want
1: to go for? Okay, we'll go with that first. So Meg has brought for us. I'll let you do the talking. You tell okay. us. You tell us what this thing's all about. All
3: right. So as you guys know, I wasn't here. I was living my life. So <laughs> allergy-driven in. And- california yeah. just for a whole week and so when i was in joshua tree and we were grabbing some booze mm-hmm. and some firewood mm-hmm. as you do i saw that you know they had a bunch of mexican snacks mm-hmm. and mm. all of them were like sweet and spicy and i yeah. was like these have to be like torture devices in some cultures they could be and so i brought back for us i'm trying to think they okay uh gomitas con chile and they're basically a chili gummy. Yeah. So I brought you guys back chili gummy worms. Yeah,
1: they look like gummy worms certainly. We and were I feel sniffing them like already. I was
3: being already. a little tame, but I also knew that I was going to have to try it, so I was also making <laughs> yeah. myself.
1: There looks like there's a red and an orange and they're two tone here. I'm going to grab this red one. Um it I will say doesn't smell that hot.
3: What color did you get?
1: Is red and blue. You guys, yeah.
3: you guys are both doing the same colors. I'm going to go a different color.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm going to go orange.
1: It smells, we were saying, like red vines.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Almost, oh God, almost, my, this one right now immediately smelled like Play Doh.
1: Oh, okay. I can get that like, as well. Like, I
3: just immediately was like, oh, this is a Play Doh smell. Okay.
1: It's very sweet. It's a little tart.
3: It's like spongy.
1: Yeah. The heat is there, Man, but it's very mild.
3: Like it's very <laughs> mild.
1: It's definitely not. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of warmth, yeah, but not, not a lot.
3: Not we a lot. need to bring back the hot sauce and maybe like dip. It <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's no more than like um. I actually, like, kind a, of enjoy it. like a red fireball.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it yeah. just has like just a tiny bit of warmth. Yeah. Um, and it almost does remind me more of like a eugenol warmth, like a like a like a cin- a cinnamon type warmth. Mm-hmm. There's a little tiny bit of heat that's creeping up, but just pretty mild. Pretty mild. Tasty though. Would happily sit there and eat the whole bag. Oh, yeah, probably.
3: yeah. Yeah, no, legit. Uh, I will do better next time, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In terms of just the, the, the heat quota. The Yeah, uh, um, for sure. Our sp- spooky is um, the Jelly Belly Monster Mash uh, jelly bean uh, mix here. So I'll just kind of, you know, you guys
3: can kind of help yourself. Are these table now. snacks now? They're table snacks now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I can put them on the floor if you want. Um and you can just help yourself. I'll tell you what the what the flavors are here. We've got um caramel corn, which is the kind of uh two-tone one there. We've got green apple, which is obviously the green. We've got grape soda, that classic Halloween flavor, grape oh, yeah. soda, um jewel uh, orange. Um again, I don't see what is uh particularly monster mash about that, but and wild blackberry, of course. Um
2: is a jewel orange like also yeah, okay. I was going to say, is a jewel orange like one of those small oranges that you might get trick-or-treating? But then you said wild blackberry, and it's like, when the hell did you get any blackberry anything? If
1: somebody gave me an orange when I'm trick-or-treating, I'm going to throw eggs at your fucking <laughs> house. Like, don't be a piece of shit. I feel like, like I've definitely for sure gotten an <laughs> orange. You're probably right. I mean, I definitely remember getting apples. Yeah. I went caramel corn because I feel like that's the thing that is most, a popcorn ball mm-hmm. is yeah, definitely something that, that we would get from one particular house growing up that we always looked forward to because they were mm-hmm. homemade mm-hmm. popcorn balls. And the, the woman that would give them to us was a substitute teacher at our school. Oh, okay. And we knew, you know, so it wasn't like some weirdo giving you some homemade snack. Like yeah, We knew yeah. she was. Um, and they were so freaking good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just tastes like the buttered popcorn, mm. mm-hmm. jelly bean, but maybe a little bit of kind of caramely kind of yeah, okay. added to it. Yeah, but I'm a I fan saw. of the buttered popcorn, the, the, the diacetyl jelly bean. <laughs> um, I'm a fan yeah. of it. Um,
3: I don't hate any Flaw in
2: beer. Yeah. <laughs> Flaw in beer, but good as a <laughs> jelly
1: bean. I belly. mean, I drink Pilsner or I mean, like, I'm, I'm a huge Pilsner or Kel fan. Wait, there's there's, there's decidedly a um, significant amount of diacetyl in that beer, so. I'm a Czech. my am Czech beer boy. I like my day all right I'm a right? Czech
3: beer boy. I don't know why. This is probably one of my least favorite green apple flavors.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just have one as well. I'm not crazy about it.
3: It's like I want it to be more tart. Mm. And it has this like sweetness that I'm like just doesn't come off right. I don't know how you guys feel
1: about it. No. No. I'm not a big fan of it as well.
2: Which also it's Either. weird that they wouldn't make it a caramel green apple.
1: Yeah.
3: I Try you know, if they belly. If they did do a caramel green apple, that could have worked. If they mm-hmm. would have said that. But he yeah. doesn't say that.
1: No, try harder, Jelly Belly. <laughs> Grape <laughs> soda, orange, and uh, and and blackberry have literally nothing to do with Halloween, guys. The spookies and the spices um, not our strongest showing in it's terms of spookies as well as spices. Sp- <laughs> turd show, guys, shut it off. <laughs> Make a good decision. Do something else with your time. No, uh, let's 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 uh, let's let's jump into these. Uh, actually, before I do that, before I forget. Those of you, uh, I, I started out by thanking everyone who helped us choose our topic for this month's showdown episode, if you care to do that, or if you want to suggest topics, or if you want to suggest mini ideas, or if you want to just reach out and, um, I don't know, send us something, uh, or, or just send us a, a nice note, uh, or an or, um, ignorant, rude note. That's fine, too. Yeah, that's um, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, send it to us at... Halloween is forever on Instagram at hallow forever on Twitter. Halloween is forever podcast on the Facebook page at hallow is hallow forever at Halloween is forever pod. You got it (laughs) Um, on the goddamn TikToks, (laughs) or of course, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com. If you one, I know. that's become a, a strange catchphrase. I don't know why. So follow us on there for spooky, wooky content and all that sort of stuff. Um, okay. All the pleasantries are behind us, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're done with the spookies. We're
1: he's done like, with the spices. He's ready to We're throw it out. Today. He's
2: got he's got a you know he he, he feels pent up. He's angry. I am. He's I am why repressed. are you enabling
3: this behavior?
2: I'm re- I'm, I'm not I'm I'm not saying it's gonna win him anything. I'm just no. saying he, I
1: understand why. <laughs> let's be
3: clear I'm
2: repressed
1: guys. He, he got dumped on. <laughs> I was in it was inflicted You're being too upon nice right me, now, Steve. The roulette wheel. Do we we took know how a big ruthless this motherfucker steamy is shit on me in October. <laughs> um so let let's let's jump into the movies. Steve's first,
2: yes, yes. I don't know why I'm looking
1: at my dun, notes.
3: Dun, like, dun, I'm going dun, dun, first. Dun, I am going i
2: do not know. You can look at your notes on my movie, but
3: I'm just totally going to start. I'm just going to have <laughs> Harry Belafonte playing in my head the entire fucking night. Good. <laughs> I listen but... to it on the way
0: over here. Highly deadly black tarantula. <laughs> I love
1: that. Yeah. that. That's one of my favorite scenes yeah. in the movie. Damn! <laughs> oh, unfortunately, that guy is a. Pedophile. yeah um,
0: oh i yeah. didn't know
3: that <laughs> <laughs> Bummer, Meg i'm is done so,
2: oh, Meg is so disappointed by that
0: it uh,
3: ruins a
2: lot of movies to know that yeah because he's in a lot of stuff yeah. really jeffrey, oh yeah, what's yeah. His name? I, like, uh jeffrey Wright, i believe or is that
1: right Je- jeffrey something or other we'll get to.
2: yeah it. it's jeffrey something or other yeah i i kind of blocked it out but also that ruined ravenous for me which is another one yeah. of my favorite movies yeah he's Got in a kidding. lot Wait,
3: of stuff i think we need to distinguish Harry Belafonte's Pedophile? No, the no, 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 okay. no, 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 that's who I thought we no, were talking
0: no, no. No, about. No, 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 You're no. talking
3: about someone in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yes. we're talking. about okay, The cool.
1: guy who does Healers. the, 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 uh, Jeffrey Jones.
2: <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, okay. Who
1: plays, uh, Lydia's dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jeffrey. Charles oh, yeah. B. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Jeffrey he's writes a different. He's
3: definitely giving off a lot of creepy vibes perpetually. Um, well,
1: so, in always. real life. Pedophile. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm yes. not, I'm not as upset about that. I don't,
2: I don't think he's in jail anymore, but
1: he should be let's get into uh steve's movie the, the yes. floor is yours
2: so for anybody who doesn't remember our topic this month is haunted houses and i picked beetlejuice because it's a haunted house movie <laughs> mm-hmm. everything about it is haunted house they probably say haunted house maybe four or five times in the movie so yeah it's a great example <laughs> it's also a great movie I,
3: I had- to find out about our picks by listening to the episode, but I mean, I guess I was by choice anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was, I, you know, the moment I started hearing both you guys going back and forth, I'm like, no, no, why is this happening? No, no <laughs> stop wasn't there this. Be part of the line, Meg, line, No one asked stop. you to go
2: eat mushrooms in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> this is. These are the things you give up. <laughs> Literally,
3: the <laughs> moment vacation. I heard you say Beetlejuice, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Literally.
2: I so said that out loud. yes, I wound up choosing Beetlejuice after I was told I couldn't do The Shining. Because it was a hotel and not a domicile, <laughs> so I chose Beetlejuice from 1998. Or you know, if I was here, I probably yeah. would have yeah.
3: argued Shining. Though I would have said it was okay. But I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't know. I know.
2: I, I I was just being a dick on that because it's just such a. It's a. It's such a big movie that you can't compete against. That's yeah. the only reason why I was doing it. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, but I was. I'm just saying, I like I I would have yeah. I would have had the argument here. In a f-
2: in a future event, and we can discuss this. But I think there needs to be maybe some off limit movies, and I think The Shining is one of them. And I think if we're doing like a space alien, unless movie, we're doing like a Stephen King, right? Yeah. And then maybe we go back to the roulette roulette wheel to
3: yeah, yeah, decide yeah. that potentially.
0: <laughs> potentially,
3: but maybe actually put good ones on there.
2: Sure, sure. (laughs) There were good ones
1: on (laughs) on the Or we could just do
3: it and be like, only pick three or have four, but Mm -hmm. like really good ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. we'll see about that in the future. But
2: for now, we're talking about Beetlejuice, the 1988 classic directed by Tim Burton, Mm -hmm. starring Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, and of course, hometown hero, Michael Keaton. Yes.
1: Yes, indeed. (laughs) 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 He is, and and don't forget, Catherine O'Hara.
2: Oh, yeah. Catherine O'Hara's in it. You have Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, Robert a lot Goulet. Of Robert a lot Goulet. Of <laughs> for like two scenes, which is great. <laughs> I love a Robert Goulet. Throw it in there. <laughs> Goulet. There's another, uh, there's another actor in this movie that you're not going to recognize his name. Mm-hmm. But Brian, you'll recognize him when I tell you who he is. His name is uh, Carmen Filpe. Uh, okay. And he plays the, the kind of messenger guy that's on the on the clothesline when um. they go to the afterlife oh okay mm-hmm. and he slips through the side he so, he's
1: he's the uh, civil servant that apparently I, I i always assumed he threw himself in front of a bus or something
2: possibly yeah yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah more than likely that's a that's a joke that we can talk about in a minute but yeah. um yeah he in that very same year of 1988 he plays reverend p sayers in Halloween 4. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> that
1: classic. <laughs> classic of the genre Halloween 4. I actually almost put the uh the VHN VHS in the other night and then went uh went to 6. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I was mm-hmm. looking for I don't know self-flagellation I don't
2: know. I don't know. But yeah, uh he he's the one that picks up uh Loomis off the side of the road and drives him into town.
1: He's also blue in uh old school.
2: That is not correct. No, nope. That's a completely different actor, and I know that because I've made the same mistake, and I looked it up. <laughs> oh, but yeah. To start the film, we open up with uh, Alec Baldwin's character Adam and Gina Davis. They're in their home in Connecticut, and they're just living a small, simple, small town life. And they're at they're doing a staycation, so they can spruce up their home and just take a vacation. From what you learn is they own the hardware in kind of general store in town mm-hmm. uh so yeah they're in and out of the town just trying to avoid people they have a realtor hounding them to sell their house
1: which is it genie davis's sister they kind of take it that is the realtor
2: mm, I don't, i'm don't. i not sure because at Maybe. some point
1: later on which i never picked up on this before but as they're they're um because when she comes later and gives lydia the skeleton key mm-hmm. she's like did you know them she were like yeah they were family i was devastated
2: Oh, I felt I I just felt like she was saying that because she's a realtor and that's the kind of shit they say. Maybe you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like that's the kind of thing that she would say to, like, get in with the next donors. Yeah. Because she was also saying that, like, she had, like, interior design experience. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, I don't know who hasn't seen this movie. If right. you haven't, what's the matter with you? Yeah, you must be yeah. younger. Legit. And yeah. that's okay. It's yeah. okay to be younger and not see this. Do
1: yourself a damn
2: favor right. though <laughs> and go <don't> watch <laughs> just, Let's be honest. You but should have watched listen- it before you heard this yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. if they
3: watch if they listen to this episode or this show, then yeah, like what what are you doing? Like right. you have to be into horror and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But freak accident, uh Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis Davis go over a bridge and they Die. And they're then, murdered by a dog, more more, more or less. Yeah, <laughs> that dog, cold hearted, <laughs> cold blooded, kills them. Yeah, yeah. Like he lures them into a trap.
1: Yeah,
0: Come to me. And
2: then you know dumps rough, them rough. into the river as they're
1: dangling. Yeah, he is the 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 straw that breaks the camel's back, kind of uh, in reverse, where he jumps off the board and then they fall yeah, and plummet yeah. to their death.
2: I mean, Adam even pleads for his life and says, "No, no, don't move." But the dog's like, "Fuck mm, you!" Double guns. Yeah, <laughs> jumps off the board, sends him into the drink. <laughs> right, right. Uh, It's not apparently it's not apparent at first, but they show back up at their house and they're sopping wet. So it's obvious that they'd been in the river, but then things get a little more spooky, a little more creepy. And they begin to understand that, oh, we're cold. We're unnaturally cold. We're not warming up oh and now here's this handbook called the handbook for the recently deceased Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh i think we're dead (laughs) yeah
1: and i i love this and i i i think i might have heard this on another podcast or or read it somewhere but that comment that gina davis makes about her arm Mm -hmm. she's like how's your arm and he's like oh it's feels frozen or whatever i read somewhere heard somewhere i don't remember what exactly but the the their death scene was originally a lot more grisly oh. and her mm. arm was cut off or ripped off in some oh. capacity. Hmm. And then they okay. kept that line in for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. But, That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah,
3: so, yeah I, so I mean, it's just... like there, it's like wasn't supposed to be there. And so it's like there, but not. Okay, right. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. All right, it's, all right. It's still like,
2: it. yeah, it's still an easy allusion to like being injured in a car crash. But yeah, whatever was cut out may have been. And I
3: mean, it can still make sense though, in a way, because the fucking head. No one, mm. would, no one would think twice of it.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah.
2: But uh, and and it's interesting that that was cut, and it probably just because the scene may have not played like as high tone as the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the movie has some real dark, like intense imagery. Sure. I feel like like this movie's rated PG, right? Yeah. So this is one of those movies that's on the cusp. Of, of, it's on the. It's co- firmly PG. It's firmly PG. Well, uh, Michael Keaton says "fuck" in it. That's true. There is one "fuck." Yeah, there's one "fuck," and mm. then there's some nice fucking tree or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking
3: model. And with, model. Over. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's when the because yeah, yeah. you don't get that on the uh, on the old freeform version. Right, right.
3: I feel like what I would really like to do is just see Michael Keaton like today, just dress up as Beetlejuice and just like say. Well, that they keep talking like, about doing Beetlejuice too. I know. But... No, and, and I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I do. I would be into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all over for it. I mean, yeah. Yes, I mean I I know, get obviously it. watch I'm, it, but I don't want it. I might be
1: disappointed, but yeah,
3: I want something original.
2: It ha- it it would have to be Tim Burton again. It would have to, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: It's just this is such a purely Tim Burton. It, I mean, it's just dripping with Tim Burton, yeah. things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. from the imagery yeah. to the Danny Elfman, you know, score. And right. All
2: that. The other thing is, is like a lot of the imagery is pretty intense.
0: Yeah, there's some you know, there's
2: definitely like, some some stuff, yeah. Yeah, like you have like you know, allusions to suicide, as we already mentioned. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the move the story a little forward, uh, you know, while they're dead, they find themselves going in and out of the house, but it they find that the house is a boundary. Mm-hmm. They get transported to Saturn with yeah. <laughs> the, the ringworms of Saturn, I guess. Or yeah, the, the yeah, sandworms. The sandworms of Saturn. Worms, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that becomes a boundary, and every time they move to that boundary, time actually advances a lot faster. Right. Uh, Because of that, they find themselves uh, suddenly beset by New York yuppies, which was a thing of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the the yuppies who had been begging to put an offer on the house earlier in the film have now been able to just outright buy it. Right. And that yuppie family is Catherine O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones. Uh, the Dietzes, and they move in with their daughter Lydia. I didn't mm-hmm.
3: Say like I love Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, oh, like, she's like, so funny. I just yeah. like I fucking love her. Yeah, she's the
1: best. She's so funny. She she is absolutely one of those people you could just listen to read the phone book. I think we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, about Robert Forrester is going yeah. in that in last yeah. episode and she is that for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it, it's it, as a like, I, I just am absolutely in love with her. I love her and in, in everything she's in. But as a kid, the person that you immediately gravitated towards was Lydia. Oh, oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like my my crush on Lydia Dietz as a child <laughs> was only rivaled by <laughs> Christina Ricci <laughs> and, and Alex Mack from the Secret World of Alex. Mack. Really, that's the only two. Uh, it was right up there. Those are good
3: choices. Yeah. yeah.
2: Gadget and Kelly Bundy and yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: As a spooky
2: little weird kid
1: uh, Yeah, it was right. impossible not
2: to um, Yeah, so yeah, The new family has moved in And so it, Adam And Barbara take it upon themselves To Try to scare the Dietzes Out of the home Yeah, Because they still feel it's their home, they're still living there They haven't made it all the way through the handbook Yet, but they understand that they have to be there For 125 years that's your kind of sentence as a ghost. So yeah, the, you get a lot of intense imagery through that. Uh, one of the first ones is Gina Davis's character Barbara hanging in a closet, mm-hmm. and then she rips her face off, yeah. and then mm-hmm. her eyes come bugging out. <laughs> such yeah. a great like, effect! <laughs> yeah. It's such a great effect, and it's yeah. such a like it's such a horror movie haunted house thing. Mm-hmm. But because the Deezes can't see it, yeah, they just push past it like they, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect them right
1: mm-hmm. yeah and they're like oh my gosh and then they're actually outraged by the size of the closet right it's a great gag yeah it's a great gag it was
3: good.
2: then you have a couple more of these and it becomes apparent that you know the maitlands can't scare out the deetses so they get farther into the book and the book tells them to draw a door and the door leads them into the afterlife right and Basically, the afterlife is a waiting room.
0: <laughs> it's like the DMV.
2: Thing, <laughs> I love exactly, yeah. right?
3: that, like just the entire vibe of that room and that, that space. Is my favorite like, yeah, they're just uh definitely, yeah. and
1: all the like great. people who have been killed in different ways, and you can clearly see, like, there's a guy who got eaten by a shark yeah you know there's, there's like
2: a death by misadventure is a lot of people in there yeah yeah yeah. there's like a guy who's
1: clearly like um you know some sort of like explorer type of guy he's got his head shrunken or whatever yeah there's um there, there's a woman who was clearly there for um you know she was a, like a magician's assistant yes. that's been cut in yeah yeah, half. yeah yeah yep so many cool images yeah it's it's,
0: it's a lot like of big whoops yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> big whoops yeah yeah saw isn't actually supposed to go through <laughs> But yeah, it's a lot of great imagery that doesn't need explanation. It's just you understand it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a there's a gag of the woman at the receptionist desk. She talks about you know how she, if she knew what death was, she wouldn't have had her accident. And right. then shows her slashed wrists. Yeah, which that's pretty gruesome. It's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. but and- then you know, later in the film, Otho, who is the interior decorator for the Dietzes, mentions. Yeah people who commit suicide go and work as civil servants in the afterlife. He said it as like mm.
1: a joke, but it it's true. Right. You yeah. know I mean? it, yeah. It's
2: just the thing that he heard in his like travels around because the world.
1: He, yeah, he very, and he talks about how he's like a paranormal expert. He's right. a little bit of like a fancies himself a jack of all trades kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Such an underappreciated character, by the way. Yeah. Otho <laughs> is so fucking funny.
2: He's He's great. And he's like, but he's obviously that kind of flutin' like bougie flake. Grifter kind of yeah, guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a grifter flake that just has put his hands in everything and just gloms on the people. And he
1: just, he makes a living by knowing people, right. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in New yeah. York City. Yeah.
2: And like he going, even going through, he, part of the first renovation is him taking Catherine O'Hara through the house and they're doing renovations and they're marking off walls for painting or destruction. Yeah. And, you know, she she throws up like, oh, this room should be mauve, mm-hmm. and just you know that super grifter mentality pops in. He's like, oh, you completely had my mind read, <laughs> and yes. <it's> just like <laughs> most
1: most clients can't read my mind. Yeah, most like clients can't read my kind of mind. Flattering like that. Yeah, her yeah. and yeah, building yeah. her up. Yeah, yeah.
2: So he's he's a total grifter, but yeah, moving out of that, they the the Maitlands are in the afterlife. You get all of these great scenes of just great set design, great spooky interiors as well as like there's skeletons at typing and there <laughs> there's the guy that we mentioned up on the hooks mm-hmm. flying uh-huh. through the slots in the walls. Yeah. And then they meet their caseworker, because it's essentially, you know, a government office of some sort. Right. Mm-hmm. They meet their caseworker Juno and she tells them all about like, don't get involved with Beetlejuice. Right. Who has been advertising his services as a freelance bioexorcist to them.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And she's like <laughs> He was apparently a protege of hers in Mm -hmm. some capacity, so she knows how much of like a you know a piece of shit he is or whatever. But yeah,
2: the one thing is she just disappears when she asks why, or like they both ask you know why can't we? Yeah, and then she just disappears. Yeah, she's like don't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, why? Bye. He's unorthodox. (laughs) You know, she just yeah. Yeah. It's very Mm -hmm. vague in terms Mm -hmm. of like what the issue with him is. I I love that like the 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 scariest thing. And there's like, there's a parallel with Meg's movie, which we haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. But like, the thing you're most scared of is the bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the only, I mean, they're dead, right? right. The Maitlands yeah. are dead. There's yeah. nothing's wrongs going to happen to them. Like, what's Beetle mm-hmm. just going to do? Kill them? You right, know what I right. mean? Yeah. You are worried that about them, you are constantly, whether it be the manual or whatever, like, You're you're getting their secondhand anxiety from having to deal with all this paperwork and bureaucracy and shit like that. Yeah,
2: (laughs) like their their second life is full of basically a lot of the fears and just kind of upsetting things that they felt in their real life because it would just be bureaucracy, but then also this early form of gentrification of yuppies moving to the suburbs and you know renovating towns and taking over spots, and then you know there's also kind of a A little bit of a through line of like it's er mentioned early on about them not having a family. (laughs) And sorry, I'm seductively eating gummy (laughs) worms.
0: Is that your seductive face? Is that your seductive (laughs) face I'm sorry, (laughs) Kate. (laughs) I was gonna
1: do it way more (laughs) seductively and then I bailed because I was like, I don't want to interrupt. But then I interrupted way worse. Yeah. (laughs) It was way worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was way worse. Uh I was going to do like I was feeding myself grapes kind of thing. Yeah, I, I bailed on the gag before I did. it.
2: But the, the, it's mentioned early on about them ha- not having a family and that the, they should sell the house to somebody with a family. Right. So it's this idea of like they kind of want kids, but they haven't been able a to bit have of a kids. It's a sore
1: subject almost type of thing. Right.
2: Yeah. And then a family moves in who has a kid and they completely neglect Lydia. Yes. And so it's just kind of like a parallel to their life of something that would be upsetting to them. Mm. Uh, after they come back from the afterlife, it's three months later. So the house has been completely transformed to the way the Dietz has it. Yeah. And, and for know. them,
1: it was like an hour. Right. But in
2: reality,
0: it was yeah. three months.
2: And it's right. now become like their worst nightmare. It's full of... The, the sculptures right and
1: the paint the paint in the hallway yeah is like that room that's in every haunted house yeah that's like the <laughs> flecked you know um a uh, uh, white room or i mean sorry black light room yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. where it's like, like
2: it's like primer gray with flecks of black that just yeah
1: <laughs> it's that it's that room where they stand up against the wall You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like every haunted house has that room (laughs) where they somebody wears a full suit that is the same as the wall and (laughs) jump out. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Yeah, Yeah, I
3: feel like for me, like even just seeing the sculptures, I'm like something's gonna happen there. Like you know, like when you're initially watching this movie it's it just you're just like something's gonna happen with all these fucking sculptures they're fucking creepy as shit yeah. like mm. it's just like this it, they're almost creating their own haunted house
2: pretty much yeah and even like an early jump scare is one of the sculptures when it's being moved into the house oh yeah it's bust through a window like yeah. while right <laughs> while yeah. charles is trying to make tea it just right. blasts through the window yeah. yeah so but yeah uh after the maitlands come back from the afterlife they're actually seen by lydia And it becomes more apparent for her that the house may be haunted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she tries to take photos of Adam and Barbara after they throw sheets on themselves Mm -hmm. and try to do some classic ghosting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cutting holes in sheets. Yeah. It doesn't really go well. They're still, even though they were told by Juno that they have to exercise the Dietzes themselves, they're still just don't have the hang of it and they're not scaring anybody. Uh... Lydia takes photographs of them and can see that the sheets had no legs but you know she approaches them anyway mm-hmm. they start to form a little bit of a bond you know, because again, she she's someone who's neglected and weird, and she's also the only person who can see them mm-hmm. and acknowledge it as their existence, which
1: mm-hmm. they never really explain. Aside from the classic line, you know, I too am am strange and unusual. Yeah, there's really no other reason why she can see them. Yeah, right. and right. I feel
3: like that's probably just like one of these unsaid things where it's like when you're just open to the idea of something. Yeah, some people something. are more susceptible mm-hmm. yeah, you're to more susceptible. that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how I took it, too.
2: Yeah, she's just open to the idea. Uh, but yeah, still can't get the Dietzes out, so they finally do call upon Beetlejuice. And that's when you get Michael Keaton mm-hmm. <laughs> bursting out of the grave. Hey, he's, a, he's a treasure. He's a, treasure. He's a yeah. fucking
1: treasure. And, and the fact that so many of those scenes are improvised mm-hmm. is so wild.
3: Yeah. Just like just, I, I, I read, <laughs> and
1: again, this might've been from another podcast or I read it somewhere. I don't remember exactly, but I, I I recall them talking about how he was essentially trying to do like an imitation of a used car salesman oh yeah, yeah absolutely he had oh yeah seen like on tv as a child or whatever mm-hmm. and he was basically doing that character oh yeah and, and he's oh, an yeah. improv guy like he he's you know he could do this all day yeah um it was just ah mm-hmm. oh, so he's so great yeah, and it, yeah it's it definitely so
2: like good. reinforced because he has like that big neon sign above mm-hmm. the grave mm-hmm. and then just yeah you know, the way he's like what do i got to do to get you into <laughs> you <know>? yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it's a used car salesman yeah. all yeah, the way yeah, yeah. kind of thing yeah But I'll chew on a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole rodeo commercial. (laughs) That is maybe my single favorite scene is that commercial Mm -hmm. that they see on the TV, like right off the bat. It's just uh, so funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it becomes very apparent that he's a slimeball and he can't be trusted either because like the whole time that he's trying to talk Adam into you know accepting his services. He's also like looking up Gina Davis's skirt yeah. and mm-hmm. you know like sexually harassing her. Yes. And, yeah. They it becomes He's a real scumbag. Yeah, like, he's yeah. a
0: piece of shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: And that becomes very clear. So all yeah.
3: normal car salesman things. <laughs> yeah. Pretty
2: much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just all car salesmen turned up to eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they deny his services. They still can't get the Dizas out. They try like one last grab. Uh, with this dinner party that they're having and i don't know about you but like when i was a kid that scene actually was kind of scary the
1: dinner party scene wasn't scary to me but the scene with the snake on the stairs was definitely okay. scary to me as a kid
3: I I was uh, like in it, uh, we're talking about like versus like you know when we watch this movie because it's mm. like, been revisited but like the initial like I actually thought the dinner scene was kind of scary when I was a kid and, yeah. you know like I, I thought it was yeah. pretty spooky yeah I think it's just because yeah.
2: of the sudden turn because again Meg already referenced it but it's got it starts with the Deo song which is such yeah.
0: a Deo <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's it's such
2: an upbeat song. It's up there with you know the beach boys of things you remember.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah, so Let me scream at you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you you have people, you know, doing a dance. They're being funny. It's amusing. And then just out of nowhere, the scary shrimp hands pop out of the bowls and like grab them by their face. Just the suddenness of that is
3: It's almost like fun for a minute and then it's like Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, no fun. No fun.
1: Yeah, the the shrimp hands—they have shrimp cocktails in front of them, right. right? And all of a sudden, like these hands <laughs> jump out and shove them backwards, kind of thing. But yeah. it's such a—every time I see that that scene, I think of like the difficulty of acting simultaneously into it mm-hmm. and the physical activity of like being into the dance, but also mm-hmm. peppering in expressions of confusion and and yeah, that's a good point. yeah. yeah that, is that is such a hard yeah act like i'm not an actor but right. like i gotta assume that's so hard
0: yeah yeah
2: because yeah. it's not um like jeffrey uh jeffrey jones and katherine o'hara do it pretty well and then the other woman who's at the party she's like somebody's she's
1: like otho's date kind of thing uh
2: yeah. not even otho's date but the other the other woman Oh, you're
1: talking about the, the 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 big business guy's wife? Yeah.
2: Yeah. She has a lot of, like, expressions of fear, like, because yeah. like, she's, like, bouncing her ass in the air, and she's looking over her shoulder like, why? Yeah, terrified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's great,
1: too. Everyone in that scene, like, they all just nail this, like, between, like, because the whole idea is they're under this spell, and they're kind of coming in and out of it, and mm-hmm. they obviously can't control their bodies, but they can kind of control their expressions and their face come and go right yeah it's just such a um i i would be the i would credit that to tim burton's directing too because right. they're all doing the same thing yeah. it's not just like one of them is nailing that they're clearly all have been directed
2: yeah they're to, all on the same page to out. pepper in
1: this fear <laughs> on their face thing yeah just so so well done Such yeah. a, I mean great such a fucking iconic scene
2: yeah it's a great scene Unfortunately, that also doesn't work in getting the <laughs> deets and their friends out. Yeah, they love it. it, just, they it it's just, fantastic. Yeah, it brings them in even more. And that's yeah, when yeah. Otho starts revealing his paranormal life. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it, goes, it goes further. And that's when you get the snake scene after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because then Beetlejuice comes back and as a snake monster attacks the family and like in a vicious violent way that completely sets off Lydia because she thinks that it's the Maitland's doing it right she she doesn't know about Beetlejuice at this moment Mm mm-hmm
1: I do like that they throw Charles off the second floor balcony, yeah. just onto the ground. And yeah. then afterwards, they're like, you could have hurt someone. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you broke that guy's spine.
2: Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a spinal fracture for him. <laughs> yeah. They send Otho down the stairs. Yeah. And just like, that probably would have been a broken neck as well. <laughs> yeah, they're like,
1: oh man, you could have really injured someone. Yeah. like I'm pretty sure he murdered two people. Yeah,
2: you really try to attempt murder on them, <laughs> but... Uh, you, you get that, you get attention and split, uh, you know, so they have to rebuild their relationship with Lydia, but they also don't want to give up the house. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Robert Goulet's character yeah. <laughs> and his wife
0: Goulet. are
2: summoned to I don't know why every
3: time I hear his name, I just have to be like, <laughs>
0: Robert Goulet, Robert
1: Goulet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is uh I
1: just think about that ram <laughs> he's just looking at that ram <laughs> quick staring contest me and you now
0: <laughs> such a funny skit so
1: dumb
2: <laughs> but uh yeah also during that period they they move out the model town from the attic mm-hmm. they take uh, otho finds the handbook for the recently deceased and starts thumbing through it and the whole thing they want to do is they want to impress Robert Goulet with the summoning of the ghosts. Did you right. just call him Robert Goulet? I, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay,
3: that's fine. <laughs> it's like Dracula's.
0: I'm... Yeah, Dracula's. Robert
2: Goulet's, Dracula's. Giant <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eagles. John Eagles. John Eagles. Yeah. 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 yeah, Robert Goulet's. <laughs> You're so yinzer,
0: man.
1: <laughs> Saw Robert Goulet's down in Giant little Delhi. <laughs>
2: yeah. Robert Goulet's is getting some of that Isley chalk. <laughs> but... Yeah, they, so they want to impress Robert Goulet. They want to summon the ghosts. And, you know, hopefully that will get him to buy into the town because he is Jeffrey Jones's, uh, Charles's former boss. Yeah, you that's kind of how I took it. Yeah, Charles had some sort of, uh, like, mental breakdown, in which is why he's moved his family to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But he can't stop trying to land develop. So he tries to get Robert Goulet in on it. They have to impress him with ghosts. Otho finds a thing in the handbook to bring I ghosts. It's
3: kind of like like this existence where hey, I want to impress you with ghosts. You know? Yeah. Like I want to live in that <laughs> world that's where that's like up the, up the pole, leverage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I want to live in that world.
1: I am confused though by <laughs> they're on board, right? They just yeah. saw this whole, you know, ghostly situation or whatever. Lydia says Guys, they're they're not going to come downstairs. They tried to scare you. You weren't scared. They're mm-hmm. mad. They're not going to come downstairs. So they're like... And this was before Robert Goulet comes up here. This is when Catherine O'Hara's agent is is there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and sh- and they're like, oh, the ghosts won't come downstairs. Not only are we out, but fuck you, we're burning bridges too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you were psyched about this a second ago, but in this moment, the ghosts won't come downstairs. So fuck you, you're a flake, I'm out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it's such a weird turn for that character.
2: Yeah, it's weird that they would try to just bail. Yeah. But, and, it, and I also feel like it sucks that they did because you don't you don't get enough of Beetlejuice. Yeah. There could have been more of him like putting forth some really scary stuff to scare off the agent, scare off Otho's yeah. acquaintance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Michael Keaton is not on screen enough. I mean, you know, he's on screen a decent amount, but he's not, like, for how just great that character Mm -hmm. is, and for the fact that it's literally the name of the movie, like, there's definitely, like, wish he was on screen more, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get enough screen time, but eh, he gets a whole cartoon later, so that's fine. That's true. Which (laughs) I fucking love the
1: cartoon as it was all about
2: it. I mean, the character does. Michael Keaton wasn't the voice, I don't think. (laughs) No, I don't think he was. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, they, they summon the Maitlands with their janky half understood summoning process and whatever it is it it doesn't necessarily kill them but it brings them to a state of undeath Mm -hmm. that they're they're kind of decaying in the
1: afterlife a bit
2: yeah they're decaying in the afterlife like they're they're in some weird other plane because Mm -hmm. they can't you can't hear them speak Mm -hmm. but you can see them and it's just like yeah they're they're Possibly suffering what was alluded to before when their first trip to the afterlife. Right. The janitor shows them this closet of, you know, the exercise dead.
1: It's like death for the
2: dead or yeah. whatever he says. Right? Yeah. and it's just like you have to live in this closet now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're they're decaying. They're obviously dying and in some sort of pain. So Li- Lydia calls upon Beetlejuice. Right. And that's when he really starts getting down with his ghost of the most hosts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and, and he also says basically a kind of blackmail mails her into like you have to marry me because mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. how i'm gonna get out of this like weird purgatory situation right mm-hmm.
2: right which earlier lydia was already kind of reserved herself to suicide mm-hmm. yeah she yeah. was
1: telling the maitlands how she wanted to be dead too right. Yeah. That, right yeah
2: she wanted to be dead and then she was writing a suicide note that was like in a very maudlin way but also funny because she's constantly revising and crossing out, yeah, <laughs> just to be like
1: dramatic, you know, right. more dramatic. dramatic utterly yes. alone. Yeah, yeah, I am
2: utterly alone, and yeah. I will have jumped, cross out, plummeted <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the river. But yeah, so she agrees to this. I feel like these that terms. almost like
3: makes you feel like less bad for her for being like, I hate my life. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you clearly like. Sure, you're a rich bitch. Like I get it. They cause a def- lot of shitty stuff, but you know what?
1: They are, they Wait. definitely take a lot of um, serious topics. You know, very. I'll say flippantly because that's just the tone of the movie, it's right.
2: not, sure. I'm not yeah. You know what yeah, I mean, I but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've already been flippant with suicide and death and mm-hmm. every other thing. Like, you have a whole bus crash of football players, oh, yeah, who are just like you know, dopey to their existence, mm-hmm. right? But uh, yeah, Beetlejuice comes, he exercises Robert Goulet very quickly mm-hmm. through the ceiling mm-hmm. in a carnival style fashion, <laughs> yeah, and it's on with the wedding, and then that's when uh because the 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 incantation or whatever spell that Otho is reciting is given up it gives the maitland's power back and they you know they triumph as they say the name beetlejuice three more times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so although i don't think they actually get through it because before they can say beetlejuice three times barbara is transported back to saturn yeah and she rides the sandworm that she had already punched in the face yeah <laughs> Through the I ceiling just, like, and swallows Beetlejuice up. <laughs>
1: yeah. And she's riding it. And then five one second later, she's just standing on the floor as it eats Beetlejuice. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a janky wrap up. A little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, she's riding the sandworm. It crashes through the house. It eats Beetlejuice. And then next, like, smash cut, she's just standing beside like mm. lydia yeah just yeah. standing there yeah
0: so
2: <laughs> that that whole sandworm thing is like this practical harry housing thing it's
1: stop motion claymation yeah. type mm. of thing yeah
2: yeah the 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 scene of her jumping off the sandworm was probably <laughs> maybe a, a little lot janky to yeah. or something or a just they couldn't animate. make it work right yeah. but yeah uh, otherwise you know you get a good spooky movie mm. you get you get some Just alternate. so spooky. Yeah.
3: You know, I feel like I have to say with a shoulder shark, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's not. But, like, for the most part, yeah. I still am team camp. It can work.
1: Yes. It Brian, is- did you
3: change your vote? Did you change your, like, tone of this? Because you were like, no, I this love- is not a horror movie. So
1: here's the thing. I love Beetlejuice. I yeah, love this
3: movie. Absolutely.
1: Fantastic movie. I've seen it a hundred times. I've been watching it since I was a kid. Love this movie. It's definitely not a horror movie. It's a haunted house movie. I will give you that. There's no arguing it is a haunted uh, house movie. It's not. Ryan. What? You don't think it's a haunted house movie?
3: No. I was just hoping you would just go fight and ride in that tale. Yeah, but it is a, like, ha- I mean, it's a haunted <laughs> house. It's literally about haunting
1: someone out of a house.
3: Yes. So, very like, much so. I yes. absolutely
1: agree. It's a haunted house movie. It's not a horror movie. Okay. It is a horror. If it's a horror movie,
3: it would be a horror comedy, in almost in my in my opinion,
1: it's not even a horror comedy. I, yeah,
3: no, I mean it's like almost on this plane of like almost. If
1: it's a horror comedy, Harry Potter is a horror comedy.
3: Mm. What? No, yes, oh, I, I think yes. those are two extremes. That's too no, extreme. there's tons
1: of fantasy horror things in Harry Potter, monsters and 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 all mm. you know, witchcraft. I mean, the whole fucking things are witches, right? Hmm. So my point is. If it's played, I don't think Harry Potter is a comedy.
0: (laughs) Never has comedy. I don't know. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's
1: it's 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 yeah. It's more of a fantasy type of thing. But I would say this is on par. It's a classic. It's a very spooky Halloween esque movie. It obviously doesn't happen at Halloween, but um, it's a horror movie in the way Hocus Pocus is a horror movie.
3: Mm -hmm. I
1: mean, they're absolutely on the same page.
3: I think that's fair. I think that's a fair statement. I agree with that. So because it's like yeah. I agree.
1: It's a great movie. I love yeah. it. Um there it's it's a spooky family comedy, mm-hmm. I would say. Um it's it's not so you'd mentioned before, it's PG-13. I would say something like, I mean, it's certainly not nearly as scary as poltergeist. No. And poltergeist is what I think of as the upper edge of PG-13
2: uh yeah it i mean they're pretty close and i think it's just i mean th- that whole mpa rating
0: is yeah. an arbitrary I mean, thing to wait, begin you with yeah a we don't
3: or based on like re's ratings too is that like what you're thinking about? no
1: because it, my point is like this is what i would think of as like a firmly pg-13 movie i mm. think the only thing that would take it out of pg-13 because there's no real violence mm. um there's obviously no you know there, there's very little in the way of gore or anything like that. The only thing I could think of is when there's um, a
2: lot of gore.
1: Where I, the only thing I could think of is when they're trying to scare the Dietzes initially, and mm-hmm. he's got her head. He's got uh, Gene Davis has got Alec Baldwin's head and the knife, right? Yeah, kind of scene.
2: And then I would also say like when they get their monster faces on. it's kind of gory. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's more body horror ish yeah. type of. Yeah, thing. there's, there's a, not like I mean, blood or anything like that.
2: Yeah, but, there's there's very little blood, but I mean, I think, you know, his decapitated body running around is Yes. I mean, it's a gag, but also it's bloody.
1: It has horror themes 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like if they play it on freeform right before the 700 club, <laughs> it's hard for me to call it true horror. <laughs> I mean, seven hundred club is more, maybe more horrifying. Is that how you
3: watched it this time too? You're no, like, no, you just I watched waited. the
1: DVD. I watched the DVD because I got the I got the n- nice fucking model, you know, which they don't obviously play on Freeform. Um, but yeah, Pat Robertson is a, is scarier than I think than this movie. I think um,
2: I think by you trying to say that this isn't a horror movie, yeah, that you are simply desensitized. The same way <laughs> that somebody true. who watches Ooh. too much pornography is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's also true of me.
2: <laughs> so you just can't accept in respect oh God, the like the jump scares and the spookiness that would be, you know, I remember as a younger kid, this movie was a little intense.
3: Wait, it's wait, a we're th- we have to think about time and place. And I think movie. when we are talking about older movies, I do think time and place has to be a factor. Yeah, Yeah. And I feel like. Like I said, it was a little bit spooky, but I it wasn't as spooky as something like when Chucky was on. No, ghost. I actually probably got more terrified of watching Ghostbusters with the gargoyles. Yeah, Ghostbusters
2: has some intense moments too with the yeah. the but ghost. No one would call Ghostbusters a horror
1: movie. No one no. would
3: ever. That's what I'm saying. But I probably I, I was this, more terrified of those this, things. This
1: this movie exists right between in, in the in the. If you're lining up every single you know movie that has any type of spooky themes associated with it, this is right above Hocus Pocus and right below Ghostbusters. Okay. You know what I mean? In terms of, of, of horror factor. Yeah. I, I, it, this is not into... This is not a horror... I, I don't think anybody would call this a horror movie. It is a haunted house movie. I will give it that. I think what this is going to come down to is... What are we weighing? You know, where is the where is the weight in I, terms of the grading this? Because yeah, there's I no think, way you can convince me this is a I horror I mean,
3: we movie. are a horror I can, podcast, I guys. May not,
1: we're I was a- going to bring that up, and thank you, Meg, for bringing <laughs> it up. If you look at our description on the... the Meg is silently laughing right now with our hands in her If you look at the description of this podcast, it is decidedly a horror movie podcast. <laughs> Sure. This is
2: not a horror movie. <laughs> to your definition. However, if you just simply Google Beetlejuice horror movie. Well, yes. It comes up. If you Google if you but
1: Google
3: the, that's what I'm horror but movie, deal, things will okay, come so up. So I'm going to also throw just, this out there, too, that is that you just watch Hocus Pocus because it's yes. spooky season. I'm sure. So, like, I mean, there's still, like, this relevance that, yeah were a horror movie, I would I would agree with you with like the level of, but I mean like this family horror thing, is it not horror?
1: No, if it's your not children, horror. Because yeah. family horror is not the right term. It, it it is a it is a kind of spooky family comedy. Um and if you put and and if you Google just Beetlejuice movie, it's not described as a horror movie on any platform. No but no one calls it out as a horror movie. I'm looking at you know IMDB Oh, you're going to listen to
2: Jeff Bezos
1: now? (laughs) (laughs) Chill. Nanobots. (laughs) The nanobots have told me this is not horror. I'm not saying, because we didn't say specifically, uh, I'm not saying it's an invalid pick. But guys, don't mean to drag up the past, but I do recall being told that Hush is not a Quintessential slasher. Yeah, okay. no, it totally isn't. It was agreed. <laughs> this can't be considered a quintessential haunted house horror movie because it's not a horror movie.
3: Okay. Mm. You know what? Fair point.
2: Okay. That's all I'm saying.
1: I know, it's
3: a fair point.
2: I know Steve. I know what route I'm taking there. <laughs>
1: Steve has chose
2: violence. Yep. I can tell from the look on <laughs> yep. his face. He has chose violence. Yep.
3: I am going saying... to lose
2: cuz I'm going to have to take Meg with me too, but
0: You're going to take me with
2: You both are going. You both are going. And I I'm oh my and I'm, God. Not gonna, I'm not going to win saying... any votes from either of you, but I ha- if I have I to I love Beetlejuice.
1: I love Beetlejuice. It's it's one of my favorite movies.
3: Dude, I really genuinely right love Beetlejuice. Want.
2: We can team up, but... and it is a haunted house movie. His it... movie is next. So, yeah. We'll see. What I'll happens. get. I'll get him first. Okay.
3: We'll see what happens. <laughs> right. We'll All see right. what happens. All right.
2: All right. Let's do a quick break. Let's, Let's do, a break. do a little
1: quick pee break, and uh, we'll be back. And and uh, your boy is going to talk about 2018's.
0: Terror.
1: Let's jump into uh, into my movie. So. I think I might have mentioned on the last episode, 2017, that it's from 2018. It is an Argentinian film called Terrified. This is a movie that popped up for me, I don't remember, on one streaming service. I know right now it's streaming on Shudder. I don't know if that's the first place I watched it. I feel like it probably is because a lot of the foreign horror that I watch ends up being on there. Um, So Argentinian film from 2018. I genuinely... I'm not saying this is a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but this is one of the scarier movies that that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would put it up there in terms of some of the scariest movies that I've seen. And, and, um, that, that, that's part of the reason why I want to see it. Like Steve, you called me out for being jaded. I absolutely am jaded. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch freaking horror movies every day. Um, I am absolutely jaded. Um, and movies that are, you know, I can tell are going to be scary for other people. And like, I wish this was scarier for me. Like, this is a movie that generally like got <laughs> yeah. me like, mm-hmm. a few times. No, I agree. Which, which I, it...
3: I genuinely thought like it was pretty spooky.
1: Yeah, so I so said that's that that was a big differentiator for me. Um, but it's actually set, even though it's an Argent- Argentinian film, it's set in uh, in Buenos Aires. It is um, uh, subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's a turn off for you, um, I, I I would urge you don't let this be a turn off for you. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely worth a watch, and like. I know that's why it probably doesn't get a lot of attention. And, you know, there's other things. Like I said, it's not a
2: perfect movie, but... but also, it's on Shutter, so that's mm-hmm. not... Like, a lot of people have yeah. it, but it's not a, True. the biggest platform. But
1: yeah. I think you can you can get it other places, right? I think it's on like, Amazon Prime,
2: if I'm not mistaken. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. You can buy it there. You can yeah. buy it somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so...
1: But I really wish this movie got a little bit more attention. So, um, you, you start off... And you start to get, and and I'm going to cruise through, because there's a lot of moving parts in this movie, Mm -hmm. and obviously we're going to spoil the hell out of it, but I would still, if you haven't watched it, I would still urge you to watch it, because I'm not going to touch on all the things, and like this movie's so atmospheric, which I think is one of the greatest parts about it, but you start off with this couple, you don't know anything about them, they're in their house. There is a woman who is um, standing at her kitchen sink, and she starts to hear things voices Mm -hmm. sounding like they're coming from the sink um you know what sounds like you know some kind of whispers and kind of glugs and chugs and weird noises that are coming from the sink um that can't be explained she explains to her husband that Um, she heard the, heard these voices and he was kind of discrediting her Mm -hmm. and she explains that these voices said that they were going to kill her. So she's a little bit freaked out. Mm -hmm. You start to hear a lot of like banging on the, this couple, right. All these banging on the walls, um, you know, they're in their house and, and, uh, you know, the wife goes off and says, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go take a shower or whatever. And it's early in the morning. It's like supposed to be Mm -hmm. like five in the morning or something like that. This guy, I think, I think his name is Juan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He says uh, he hears this banging on the wall, and he thinks it is his next next door neighbor that he shares. You know, so these houses are almost like kind of row houses, like Mm. like ranch style Mm -hmm. one story houses, but Mm. they're right up against each other. So obviously they kind of share a share a wall, an exterior or an interior wall rather. And he hears this banging and he thinks it's Walter, which he had spoken to. And you get this kind of flashback later who has suggested that he's doing some repairs on his house. So Mm -hmm. he assumes that's what's happening and he bangs on the wall. It stops. And he's like, Hey, you, dumb asshole it's way too early for you to be you know doing renovations on your house we're trying to sleep here um and then ultimately you know he he goes into the bathroom and there's just great kind of blindsided scene and it just takes the tension to fucking 10 right mm-hmm. off the bat and his wife is what I can only describe as hovering over this bathroom, or mm. I'm sorry, the bathtub, just being violently smashed face first and backwards and forwards and backwards mm. against the walls in the bathroom. He's confused. He's freaking out. He's kind of bewildered. She's obviously dead, and her corpse is just being slammed against the wall. It is, uh, it's is—it's pretty gruesome, and it's it takes you by gruesome. guard. I remember the first time I started watching this, I just kind of put it on a, on a whim. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was like, what the actual fuck like that was a really effective scene and, and they linger on it so long too yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh so so you so you're yeah. off to the fucking races pretty pretty quick with this movie so i always appreciate that um so you then the the, the one thing that is i don't want to say confusing but it's definitely something you got to keep track of is like the timelines in yeah. the movie
2: I don't know. I thought it was pretty easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could,
3: there was, I had mild, (laughs) I would say I had mild confusion with timelines, but I feel like it wasn't important enough as much as like, you need to just know that there are like multiple stories going on at the same time. And then they eventually come together and then to this one point. I think
1: early on in the movie, you get introduced to this couple which you come to know a little bit and then this terrible thing happens. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into a different situation with some other people who you don't Mm -hmm. know anything about. And then they all kind of come together and you, you, figure out where they mm-hmm. where they interact pretty quick so yeah not not terrifically difficult to follow but for a second it, it is kind of like it's, okay who are these people mm-hmm.
0: Whatever.
2: yeah it's, it's structurally similar similar to another film but i'll bring it up in a minute
1: All right um and then so <laughs> so steve love again choo- choo- faces. <laughs> <laughs> just the fucking <laughs>
0: Shit eating grin on Steve's
1: face right now. Um, So, so this group of investigators starts to talk to the husband, right? And they they start to uh, tell this story, and he they start to talk about Walter, which is his next door neighbor. And they cut to Walter; he's the neighbor of this couple, and this is kind of a flashback. And it's and it's Juan telling the story, you know. So he's already being haunted he's already Mm -hmm. experiencing some degree of of haunting or or effects of some sort of entity within his house um and you know there's lights flickering there's all these types of things uh happening his house noises things being moved within his house and he's obviously been dealing with this for some time i think he suggests like three weeks or something Mm -hmm. like that jump a little bit forward he's trying to get in touch with this dr albrecht who he has been suggested in some capacity that she might be somebody that can help him. She won't do it without proof. He sets out to try to get proof mm-hmm. of what's he's experiencing. So he sets up a camera. You know, there's a couple different instances of him trying to ex- trying to trying to gain proof or convince her to to help him. Um, there is some sort of um, tall naked ghoulish creature
3: honestly i feel like his segment when you get to know him was probably one of the scariest yeah ever, yeah, or, yeah. You know, with, with like...
1: this 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 big kind of you know you first get a quick shot of it um uh, uh, like folded up under his bed and and you know you come to learn that these entities they kind of sneak around in your peripheral vision or or outside of your field of vision in the dark mm-hmm. wherever um and and, and you know at this point, I was just like, go stay in a fucking hotel, bro. Like, don't, don't <laughs> I don't know how you're dealing with this shit, but he was, he was, uh, he was all about trying to get this kind of proof, I guess. Like, when he comes home at the end of, Work and he goes and walks into his house. But I wouldn't be sitting fucking foot in there <laughs> no, ever, again, ever again.
2: Um, but I, th- I think the other part of that, though, is he he. I think he makes mention that he's like on some sort of medication, yeah, and it's, that it's possibly something that's in his head. He's not a hundred percent convinced, yet. right?
1: Yeah, that right. it's not that it's not some sort of something that. Yeah, like I said, the manifestation in 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 his head, but um, ultimately he does get you know, a shot where he sees on his camera, this, you know, like I said, this big, tall, naked, ghoulish man figure. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, um, Who is hiding under his bed and then ultimately in his closet. And then um eventually, uh, uh eventually gets got right. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in some capacity. So, uh so he, he, he kind of sees this thing before, before it kind of, gets the best of him and then that for the time being is the kind of the end of the story with with Walter. Walter you know is still in the house in some capacity they cut to a scene where um Walter you don't really see him, but he's in the house. And some kid comes up and is like, kind of peeking in his window mm-hmm. or whatever. Walter kind of scares this kid out into the street, and he gets hit by a bus. Right again, unexpected, brutal. I
3: think at first, I, like you think that was Walter because I just thought it was one of the ghosts that was in, or somebody. His, so, like, so you come yeah. to
1: learn later that they can manifest they they can use people's bodies in mm, some capacity, right, yep. and that's how I took it. What what was okay. happening there? but um, again this is all the one you know the husband of the 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 woman who was bitten slammed against the wall kind of you know recounting this to this this set of of three investigators mm-hmm. um the kid comes back <laughs> I don't know what Steve is planning but I'm very nervous um, <laughs> the kid comes back so the kid comes back from so, so this sets up another scene where, where, the, you know, this, this police officer who comes to, to be one of the main or, or really in a lot of ways, the main character for the rest of the movie um, is brought in to investigate this case where she comes to a house. There is, um, the, you know, this mother of this child who was hit by the bus. Um, she comes home, you know, the, the funeral has happened. The kid has been buried. She comes home and the, and there are footprints all over the house in fact on the side of the house mm-hmm. everywhere and then of course right through the through the house muddy footprints and the kids corpse is sitting at the table mm-hmm. just sitting there in this really you know creepy position obviously like kind of mid decomposition this uh it's uh, uh I thought you were going to uh, say mid breakfast Mid breakfast <laughs> he is he, he's got a glass of milk he definitely was set um, up
3: to have as if he needed his morning bacon His
1: name is and I haven't got the part in my nose but it's Funes I think is is the guy's name Funes is
2: the, the cop, the cop. Yeah. yeah and
1: then he brings in um his friend who is an expert in the you know paranormal uh uh Jano yeah. Uh, is the guy's name. And Yano
2: is also like a retired detective. Right. So. But
1: he is definitely specializes in some capacity in right. this, you know, supernatural, uh, situation. And he is one of the three, you know, people who are in, who are, who are questioning one, uh, Funes, uh, is, uh, you know, this local detective, um, and had a relationship with this woman, with the woman, you know, with the, 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 the dead child's mother. They had a rom- long-term romantic, um, relationship. Um, This scene is so unique to me. Um, The kids sitting at the table and a long, prolonged conversation between Funes and, uh, and Yano talking about it, talking like these, they do a great job of communication, communicating these like seasoned veteran cops that have seen everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and aren't scared of anything. And they are shook. Right. By this kid right. sitting there kind of state, you know, corpses, mm-hmm. kids sitting there staring. Um, they linger on the shot. You know, they kind of speculate that he moves, but but he, he doesn't. And you're just kind of on your edge of your seat waiting for this jump scare that that never comes, or at least not at this point. It's just such a such a unique I thought brilliant scene. He does eventually like knock the milk down, um, which is is, is a kind of a nice little jump scare, but mm. it's not, uh, you, you don't actually kind of see it happen. So, um, but yeah, the shutting the lights off. And then that's when that happens. And he explains, mm. you know, that's when he explains he has a long-term relationship with the boy's mother. Um, you see, um, how Yano and Dr. Albrecht meet. She just happens to be across the street. So there's essentially these two houses, right? So there's Juan's form, you know, Juan's house, there's there's Walter's house, they're right beside each other, and then the kid's house and his mother mm-hmm. uh, are across the street. So it's this it's like this this street, this neighborhood. If you it's not even neighborhood, it's literally like two houses and then a house across the street kind of thing. Um, so, uh, she's over there trying to investigate Walter's house because Walter had left her these like panicked messages. Mm-hmm. Um, little does she know Walter is, uh, is, has got God at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And Yano, you know, recognizes Dr. Albrecht because she, had, he had had some sort of, he went to a conference or something like right. that where she was a speaker. They go inside and, and he basically says, I got something to show you, you know, goes in and, and shows, you know, what's going on with the boy explains, you know, he, he explains that he's had similar experiences like this in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was performing autopsies and, and corpses coming back to life and talking to him or looking at him or interacting with him in some capacity. Um, the neighbor kid who is friends with the deceased boy sees them, uh, you know, is, is coming in there, sees the kid, like knocks on the window, and, and the dead kid's head moves, right, in some mm-hmm. capacity. He, he obviously got up, you know, there's muddy boots, so he is still... This corpse is moving around, right? Shit, shit's still happening here. So they know that this is the case. They decide because they're trying to solve this. But, th- but I think this is definitely a cultural thing that maybe we're not really introduced to in a in a real significant way. But it's this whole idea of they're like trying to keep things really like under the radar yeah um i mean they're... did you
3: think it was a cultural thing versus like a genuine like this is so fucked up and we just like don't want yeah you know, i, did, to I co- didn't like i didn't take it as a cultural thing well, I, I th- it was, like the literally only thing it like took like me as a...
1: what they were like hey don't um what do they say like
2: they they're trying to not transport the body during the day yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I don't think that's necessarily cultural per se, because yeah. we've yeah. seen plenty of other movies where they try to cover things up in small town America. Sure. Yeah, so you're that's probably pro- right. Yeah.
1: I, I just took it as like because he kept saying, like, let's let's get like let's get out of here before the before the neighbors start asking questions right, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's,
2: yeah, it was definitely something like let's not draw attention to what's yeah, going yeah. on right. here. So
3: yeah, I think it was more about covering. Yeah, they're
1: right. definitely yeah. trying like, not, they not to cause wanna... panic, you know, whatever. Yeah. So they, they end up moving the kid to a to a freezer, to like a chest freezer which you know maybe questionable decision there um but they, they get back to the present and 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 one um you know kind of st- agrees to let them investigate the house um and you know again i'm, I'm kind of moving pretty quickly here but mm-hmm. along with you know the two other houses you know um uh uh, uh yunes the 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 cop the detective yano albrecht and now albrecht's assistant who is Rosentalk. Uh, Rosentalk who's American. Right. Um, sh- they decide to split up into these three houses and basically do this kind of almost like a supernatural stakeout type situation mm-hmm. um, in, in these houses. So Yano is in the boys' house. Uh, Albrecht is in Juan's house. And Funis and and Albrecht's assistant are in Walter's house. And and they start to set up all their ghost hunting shit, right? Um, and then great scene. There's silverware hanging from Mm -hmm. underneath this cabinet and Albrecht's assistant comes up and Rosenstock and he's like kind of like touching it and like hey look what's happening here or whatever and all of a sudden his hand is like almost magnetically sucked up through mm. one of the knives so it pierces his hand and they're trying to like figure out what's going on they're like panicking a little bit and then he points out that his blood is being sucked up into the cat. Can we
3: talk about this character this Rosenstock yeah, character yeah, yeah, for a yeah. second because he is ridiculously funny in that he's just like so jazzed the whole time he's yeah. just yeah. like they're sucking my hand for... oh <laughs> yes. my god don't do anything Slicking my hand. He has seen some shit. He's enthusiastic.
1: Yeah. So you get the idea that Dr. Albrecht and and Rosenstock have been on a lot. Of these types of of, mm. of cases yeah so they've experienced a lot of stuff they're not easily rattled almost to a ridiculous degree
0: they, they've mm-hmm. also they also
2: mentioned early on like when they're talking to juan in mm-hmm. the facility he's being held at they said they've seen something similar at the in the united states right so in like
1: 1998 or whatever yeah you know? so, so this was a case they've seen this before right
2: mm-hmm. yeah um and, and Dude, that sound design though just for one second that sound design when his blood <laughs> is being sucked it's fucking terrible because <laughs> it is the sound of a milkshake being drank. <laughs> you are right, <laughs> that was <pretty laughs> bad. That was a that bad was sound effect. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: it was not great. But I will tell you, I I do like when they opened it up and then all of a sudden it's everything slid to the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was just it was just such an effective scene that like probably wasn't terrifically difficult to pull off no, no no but like just very unique so it's yeah. just a lot of really unique shots there. had they had
2: they cut that sound effect out there it just like because everything else is so good in that yeah with the blood dripping up and then yeah. everything else in that, it is good
1: yeah yeah they they definitely want to give the, the 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 ghosts or the demons or the entities whatever they are they want to give them like a lot of physicality, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're like very into doing that. And sometimes it works really great. And sometimes it's not great. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be the first to admit like quickly thereafter. Well, we'll get to it in a second. I won't jump ahead too much. Um, but, uh, you know, the no, you you get to the point where the, the neighbor, she's leaving voicemails on the, the mother of the, of the dead kids, you know, answering machine. She's explaining, you know, that, um, you know, Hey, you know, they put your, your, you know, your kids, you know, I guess, I don't know why she's so conservative. I mean, the, the, the body came back, but they don't know. They think maybe she did it out of grief, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and she explains to her that, hey, they like put her in the freezer, you know, put the kid in the freezer or whatever. So we get past the, you know, assistant getting his hands sucked up type of thing. And this is when shit really starts kind of hitting the fan uh, in, in all of the houses. Um, there There's some, pr- I thought some really kind of well-executed jump scares here. There's these great kind of like, bassy stings uh, and, and I think some pretty good timing. This is, I'm usually not a big jump scare guy, but I just feel like so many of these are like pretty well executed, even down to, mm. the, to the one where like, I think it's Yano who's looking across the, the road at the other house. And yeah. there's the 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 weird entity um the the big ghoulish guys in the window and mm-hmm. he's like looking and every time he looks across like the break in the window it's gone and all of a sudden it's there mm-hmm. you know so that it was there was there were some pretty creative jump scares at least um eventually Funit Bails. He's like, you know, uh, he goes over to the to the kid's house to talk to Gianno. He he, things are hitting the fan over there as well. Um, so then he he goes over to the house where Albrecht is. She's investigating this whole like crack in the wall, which was. Kind of a callback to earlier when they that they thought the crack was as a result of of the the right. renovations right. Mm-hmm. that Walter was doing. So he, she starts to explain the nature of these creatures a little bit. and it's like a parallel universe mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, basically, these like entities in these parallel universes, and they kind of like feed off of people and they can use their their bodies and all that sort of she thing.
2: she even goes as far to explain that it's microbes in the water.
1: Yeah, hmm. she even says, no. and they can travel no. through water, and that starts right. to explain like why they're in the pipes. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously mm-hmm. make some explanation around why
2: they're in the pipes, which uh, uh, which also explains the kid coming back because he drinks from Walter's faucet that's in his yard. Oh, right I before didn't he's hit by make the bus, that
1: connection—that's great.
0: That's yeah, that's a good point
1: i did so that's why he's returned from the dead mm-hmm. is because he drinks from that and they make it a point to show him drinking from the the garden faucet there yeah, so yeah. yeah great point i i completely completely went over my head um so she she kind of explains like the nature of them being in these parallel planes of existence and then again another great jump scare of her getting attacked by this big creepy hand out of the mm-hmm. crack crack in the wall um And that one, the first time I watched it, I didn't see it coming. Scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Just like, really? I was like, whoa, geez. It just made me jump out of my skin because I did not see it coming. Uh, Funis, he had alluded to the fact that he's got like a condition. So now he's starting to have heart attack. Um, you know, as this creature is kind of crawling towards him, eventually the kid's mother comes, you know, kind of confronts him about, you know, hiding the son's body. Mm-hmm. She agrees to, to take him to the hospital because he's like, I'm having a heart attack. You got to take me to the hospital, like begging her. And she's obviously not like in her right mind, mm-hmm. but he's like, you know, needs her help. So I love this scene, you know, cause you get outside the house and for a quick second, you think it's safe if you're out in the yeah. street, mm-hmm. you know? um, And you know, uh now they go out and to take him to the hospital and she's like you know get in the car and she's got the son's body in the back seat right you know and he's like oh fuck i'm not getting in that car (laughs) Nope.
2: so (laughs) the car stinks (laughs) yeah
1: so he gets in his car to try to drive himself to the hospital basically mid you know cardiac episode and all of a sudden the mangled kind of deformed body of Albrecht Holy comes shit. running out of the alleyway and just slams into his car. Can we
3: talk about that for two seconds? That yeah. was just like some almost like John Carpenter. Yeah, that was like a sh- thing. That, yeah. that was a thing. Because
1: you don't see you. See, it's one of those things I love shots like that when you see it coming from a long ways away when but you your brain doesn't make go. sense yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah, at it
2: first. doesn't make any you sense because it's just coming it's gotta... straight at the camera yeah. yeah, and it comes out of the darkness and it's not until it's too late right and yeah. you're like Holy, and she, fuck her head bent over backwards yes and, yeah. yeah That I think I mean, that was I thought that was good that one was probably my favorite shot and mm-hmm. then maybe in the very beginning where she's looking at, where Clara is looking at the sink mm-hmm. and just the just the simple of the bubble acting like lungs yeah. being breathed Breathing. into yeah was right about that. that was yeah. probably my other favorite shot of this
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so so he gets out of the neighborhood um you know, one of the the officers is there. I thought this was an interesting little tense scene where he's on the radio with one of his one of his officers and warning him to leave. And you really think that like something's going to happen to him. He's going to hear it over the over the, the the radio over the CB. But you know, it's just one of those things like small example when the film messes with your expectations because the, the officer does. You know, get away kind of thing but it's like a, a nice little tense scene so you know fast forwarding towards the end here you know Eunice gets the the bright idea he's going to burn the house down so he goes back just starts dumping gas everywhere Um, you know the dead kid is still kind of lurking around the house He finds that the mother who he had this relationship with has hung herself
3: mm-hmm. um, I feel like suicide scenes are pretty intense in a lot of ways too that like yeah. I feel like in that scene what drew me in was that like you could see it when they walked in and you kind of like knew it was there mm-hmm. you something was back there hanging and then they drew attention to it mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like that that's like a very emotional I yeah they know.
1: play they play with your with your with your like line of sight a lot in this yeah. movie yeah. too which I thought was great um, they do another you know I thought pretty effective jump scare where he's outside trying to light it and Jono comes out so he had at one point I'd skipped over this, you know, Yano had, had gotten gotten got by that entity and he mm. had him kind of jammed in like a cabinet and he had done this like scream thing about like, there's glass in my eyes or whatever, which yeah. was an effective scene. But I think if you spoke Spanish, it probably would have been even more effective. Sure. You know what I mean? Like just to hear like the tone in his voice or whatever. Um, but he, he is outside now and he's kind of standing there, you know, beside, Beside Uh Funes, when he's looking to start the fire, and he's got like I said, his eyes are all fucked up and stuff like that. So, so it cuts back to Juan in custody a year later. You know, they ask him about Funes. They explain, and Jano and Albrecht, and they explain they know, you know, Funes burned the house down and that he's a fugitive at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Albrecht and 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 Jano are obviously donezo. Um, and and Juan explains that as they're standing there, he sees. Albrecht, uh, uh, what was his he name? sees Rosenthal. Rosentalk. Rosentalk yeah. uh, Albrecht's assistant, is behind them, and he explains, oh, hey, he must have come with you, and nobody else can see him but one. A little chair jerks, really creepy scene, but then this, chair flies towards the camera and it's mm-hmm. like the final scene it's not good mm-hmm. um that mm. st- st- yeah the, i feel the, the, like that the cgi like, chair flying at the no, screen no i feel like as that fucked up run. the
3: movie i think it made it not make sense <laughs> the literally I, that was like my one biggest takeaway bad, that i was bad like final scene.
1: yeah that <laughs> final scene i'll totally agree <laughs> to that
3: i yeah i just like i mean it takes him like this was supposed to be a haunted. It made sense with like the multiple houses thing. It totally yeah. made sense. Yeah. The moment they, that last thing was the only, one of the few down things that I'm just like, this made this movie now. No, ma- no matter. Like it's it almost went from like a
1: yeah.
3: house that was haunted to people that were haunted.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was a really <laughs> shitty final scene. So, it's so, bad. so I, you know, that 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 is my one big complaint. There's a couple of things that I'll 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 fess up to in terms of like my not not my favorite things about the movie, and then I'll I'll talk about the things I really liked. Um at times it's I think it's hard to kind of say at times like who the narrator is. So like it's jumping around the timelines and all that thing. I don't think it's terribly hard to 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 pick up on, but it's you know, it it, it does create a little bit of confusion at times. There are some instances of some not great CGI. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I, I think that's pretty forgivable. Just...
1: Yeah, they, I mean, I would say the one, the one is, you know, when when Rosenstock has the thing kind of cornered under the bed, mm-hmm. you know, and its feet, like uh, it's not the CGI isn't isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that ch- final chair sequence, like mm-hmm. I really, why did you do that? Right. Yeah. It, it it, why? Sense. Just why? Yeah. Um. At, at the very end, and they tried to like finish on this jump scare, but it's just like it really didn't work at all.
3: I feel like it could have ended differently and ended more scary. Like I probably really could have come up with, with ten Ron ideas.
1: Going like he came with you or whatever. Even then, it doesn't provide a lot of continuity with what was happening the rest sure. of the story. But I can take. That Juan is seeing him, and they're not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's because Juan drank the water because mm-hmm. he lived there. Sure, right. So sure. the 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 okay. the curse, the haunting, whatever is. Spreading. I still don't know if
3: that could work because, like, anyone who drank the water, even like. You know, we're talking it, about Walter. It, like they weren't haunted outside the house. Like Walter would have been one of those characters. Yeah, where, Walter like, didn't. see did He's at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or anything That's like what I mean, that. Yeah. So
1: I totally will yeah. will say like that ending. I fucking like for for loving the whole rest of the movie. The ending mm-hmm. definitely sure. didn't help. Um, yeah.
3: Overall, I thought it was super spooky. <laughs>
1: genuinely, really effective, yeah. atmospheric. Um, you know, it does some things we've seen before, but. I, I just thought there was a lot of unique shots and like the performances were convincing.
2: Yeah. It's interesting though that with what happened last month, <laughs> that you would do Ghost of Mars again. <laughs> oh, God, God. <laughs> you son of a bitch!
1: I I saw no Ice Cube, but that end was essentially the equivalent The music of ice was so also 10 so. Times let's go. Let's go like through that. things
2: of why this is Ghost of Mars again. <laughs> wow. Okay. We start with a, a cold open. That leads to somebody speaking to a tribunal of characters. That's true. And then it is told in flashback. That is true. (laughs) We come to uh, characters, a a group, a ragtag group investigating a bunch of ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts that we find out that may not actually be ghosts because they're microbes in the air slash water. What are ghosts?
1: I mean, they're. You know they're so when I think we Steve has some this, good points. Ghosts are talk, spirits of the dead. <laughs> when we talked about this, our one specification, which we all agreed on,
0: <laughs>
1: is ethereal. Sure, these sure. are absolutely ethereal in nature. Sure,
2: I'm not. I'm not debating yes. the ethereal nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't debate the ethereal nature of the ghosts of Mars. Yeah, both are ethereal and both possess people. Yeah, and take control of their bodies. Sure. The debate would be that this isn't a haunted house movie. How so? Because they're not confined to the house. Because they don't haunt the house. They
1: are for (laughs) 99% of the movie.
2: For 99% of the movie, but then they leave.
1: Yes, but...
2: (laughs) Also, also, not 99% of the movie, because you're thinking mostly of the end, but that boy does come out of the crypt. So it does affect them outside
1: it does it does so it is it that that's why i brought up in the last episode that like it is a haunted sh- there is something that has happened on this land right that mm-hmm. has that is ha- that is manifesting itself as this ongoing haunting kind of entity
2: had had i known that what was haunting was basically the star wars reveal of midichlorian <laughs> dis- controlling the force I may have, I I may or may not have suggested you don't do this one. This is
1: hey, I'm so happy. So So, I'm actually going to take back saying that I'm happy
3: I wasn't there when you guys made the choices because you guys are clearly great influences on one another. Stuck
1: on the. Origin story of of what is I happening. think
2: it, I think when she reveals that it's microbes, it totally ruins a lot of the movie. The but impact, then also really? with go- how does it make any of the shots less less effective? It, it doesn't make the shots less effective. It doesn't does it make that the make atmosphere. it more
3: of like an alien type film.
2: It makes it more alien. It makes it. It just they also makes it suggest- stupid. No, it's parallel. She, she says, says interdimensional dimension. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what interdimensional. are ghosts?
1: If not something that lives on a different plane that bleeds into our plane?
2: But ghosts are also usually. Known as spirits of the dead, I, well, I'm not, they I'm, might I'm, be,
3: but okay, okay. I'm actually throw stuff though that they the people who do get killed become one of those people, like, didn't like have the characters they like, get they possessed get and taken, taken over, so like, I can like, in Ghost of Mars. So, we,
2: but how, what's, what's, <laughs> no, no, A, you're
3: I'm not, not deba- wrong in that one, yeah, I'm, no, I'm debating not debating that, I'm
2: not debating that, but I'm just saying. You did go to Mars, but also you did go to Mars, which is not a haunted house movie, and this is not a haunted house movie.
1: This is a haunted house movie. This is
2: 100% a haunted house movie.
1: I will it say it's a haunted
3: house movie. It is 110% a haunted house movie. straight up from the beginning.
1: It is haunted three dwellings, so I've been on board with that from the very beginning. It is not one singular haunted house. It is a haunted... Street,
3: but I I still think I okay. I agree that in a way there's like there is this haunted house element, but I do agree like there is an argument for saying that like once they brought up the microbes that it could be like this is something more alien in nature.
1: So why? So that's a lot of speculation, but I would say why. Why are we pretending that we know the true nature of ghosts?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> because I think we understand <laughs> ghosts as being connected to our world.
1: But the, it is connected to our world. They were coming into our world and affecting do we, people. Do we
3: know? Yeah. Do we actually know? Like when they talk to me, even this microbes, like- it could still be a ghost, though. It could literally That's be like you know, know what I mean. Like might be. So yeah, this like, is the idea. Just is be this was their This, like, this is thought, how they learn how to travel.
1: I thought this was I thought a we were very what is wrong unique. With you? <laughs> I thought this was a very unique <laughs> explanation for how ghosts work. Like the idea is like, guys, this it It's
2: made, so unique that John Carpenter did it in twenty. 20- <laughs> it made <laughs> me
1: feel like. It was one of those things where it made it feel more real when you can tie something that is purely abstract in nature or, or ethereal in nature to go. There is a f- there is a physiological, potentially a physiologic I, physiological tie. So the- they also never explicitly say that what Doctor Albrecht has theorizing is fact she is saying that like this is what i believe that's so we talking true, about but, dr albrecht
3: she does go pull a thing on us like like that this is where like i feel she clearly doesn't
1: like, know a lot because she stands by that crack and then thing twists her damn head around right yeah, but dumb. she then she still is shit. alive she with
2: some weird
3: occult this thing
1: is, and yeah. Yeah, yeah so
2: this
1: these, is
3: why i do have a problem where i'm like i can see your point mm-hmm. steve I can see here's white Brian. Mm. but I do think there is this alien element to what's going on. I'm they not never gonna lie. Mention aliens <laughs> they don't. The whole they,
2: movie. they don't
0: mention aliens. But they don't but mention going ghosts interdimensional. Either.
3: They don't mention ghosts either. But and then you just said don't, when you, know,
1: you say aliens, they're they're that that would elude. They're from. Outer space. They're from a different planet, another physical planet. But we talk about they interdimensional, this that's the same planet.
3: thing. No, we're talking about interdimensional. You don't get into enough Did conspiracy
2: you... theories because there are plenty interdimensional aliens. I know, I know. <laughs> but
1: I'm saying this is a ethereal entity that is haunting houses okay. and there's no way you guys can explain to me otherwise i don't
2: that is, but that's the thing i don't know that it, it, i don't know that it she resides knows how true that is as an ethereal
3: <laughs> thing I think why
2: well because she defines it as life on another dimension so mm. I don't. How? What is more well, ethereal Rosenstock than another plane? Also,
3: when he was like lifting up the one thing, it's like the way he was like looking at it. It's like it's this all crazy big Discovery.
1: Like, what is more ethereal than something that exists on a different plane? Sure. That is almost okay. the definition of okay. ethereal. All right.
2: All right. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but you, you said... guys are just both looking at these big shit-eating grins on your <laughs> But you. Face. But you also <laughs> said that. You don't know that what she said, what Dr. Albrecht said right. is true, but it was already kind of proven in a scientific factor of the kid drinking out of the faucet. Yes. And then becoming... There's
1: definitely some... It seems that there is some truth to what she says. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And
2: then also at the end, it does escape from the neighborhood. Yes. And just to continue on the Ghosts of Mars train, the... <laughs> The hero. This is
0: the
1: thing. Didn't the hero you do this a couple Episodes ago, where he like tried to make some piece of shit. Oh, it was the
2: Carpenter episode.
1: <laughs> you were trying to make this piece of shit movie. Like compare it to what?
2: What was what movie? Oh, i was just did? comparing it to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah comparing a lot it, of great it to things. good movies. You were like, one the, flew the over the
1: good <laughs> <Lord laughs> is the Shawshank Redemption now. Yeah. yeah, One flew over the good Yeah, it's goodness. a similar tactic. I but
2: get it. you know, the hero tries to destroy everything with fire. But he enough to be able to do this. I I would
3: never be able to do what he's
2: doing. Funes came back. flimsy at best, And he tried to destroy all the ghosts with fire, but it obviously didn't work, just the same way they tried to let off that bomb.
0: Yeah.
2: And we end on a tribunal that is very skeptical of what's going on. Right. And then there's a a little wink to the camera of a camera, er, or of a chair flying at the camera, just the same way Ice Cube looks at a camera. Yeah
0: wait like, you did like Ghost of Mars. You, again. I like
1: how you put the emphasis on Ice Cube, though. Yeah, ice Cube, <laughs> Ice Cube, <Yeah>. Ice Cube, <laughs>
2: Ice Cube. There are parallels. Ice Cube. This movie is
1: decidedly much better than Ghosts of Mars. Decidedly. We
2: agreed. Even. Yeah,
1: no, I'll, it's buy, a great I'll movie. buy into your little game, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy into your little game. This has a lot of parallels with Ghost of Mars. We talked about how the the framework, the guts of Ghost of Mars. Had so much potential. Yeah, sure. And then they just didn't execute. So this yeah. is the basically the vision was not singular. Here is the <laughs> actualization of the I, concept of Ghost. I of do, art.
2: I do think though that this the just again the ghost <laughs> thing is it's too oh, all over the place.
1: Yeah. Would you say it's a horror movie? Yeah. Sure. sure right, right, right. 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 Sure. But maybe not necessarily
2: a haunted house movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, so. <laughs> but I, I was I was very on. I was very transparent from the beginning and last episode saying this is not a singular dwelling.
2: This is right. Th- there
1: is,
3: and
2: there I, is, would, a, I would I would be not opposed
3: willing to to idea of a, a multiple dwelling thing.
2: I'm really not. I'm no, really no, not. I'm not opposed to that either. Yeah. If you know, it wasn't actually groundwater that was haunted.
1: But that's
2: okay. Haunted
1: <laughs> groundwater. The groundwater comes
2: into the house, but then it just expands from the house. It's not haunted, actually the house.
1: We should have done a. You're right. We should have done a haunted groundwater episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: Yeah, there's plenty of haunted groundwater movies out there. Yeah, this is easily one Wait, of the top five you haunted, haunted you, groundwater.
1: The Friday the Thirteenth
3: movies could probably be listening to that. <laughs>
1: Yes. You know what that's actually really great that you said that. I didn't even think is is fr- or or no because that's 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 across the I was going to say are fr- are the Nightmare on Elm Street movies haunted house movies? No, no. They're haunted people movies. They're they they don't they're not consistent <laughs> right. with a particular dwelling right. or particular So so here here's my thing. If if G, what determines a a, a spot a house if not interesting let's go let's go
2: back to what beetlejuice says yeah in the hand not horror movie that he did right in (laughs) the in the in the handbook for the recently deceased right right they say hauntings are restricted to a geographical area right rosenstock removes himself from the geographical area of the house
1: so what you're saying is beetlejuice dictates what haunting house movies are (laughs) They say Your on a house. movie determines the one you chose, right. is the thing that 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 lays the... the
2: Did the yours parameters. have a handbook? Did yours have a handbook?
1: <laughs> I don't think
2: so. <laughs> I, don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Yours didn't have a handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's
1: our next topic. Guys, tune, tune back in in December for the favorite handbook movies. And then in January, we do Haunted Groundwater... <laughs>
2: It's, All right. it's generally, I think it's generally accepted <laughs> yeah. that if a house is haunted, it's not going to leave the area. True.
1: I have admitted and have been on board that the last three minutes of this movie take it down a notch for me. Mm-hmm. It was a bad ending. Bad mm-hmm. bad job Yeah, uh, at the ending. Really just, it's like they were right at the finish line. And they fucking tripped and yeah. face planted right did, at the end.
2: Like there's, a, there's, a, I'll give it. There is a lot of effective imagery. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that you don't see, and I think, just, but just the rules of the ghost are not solid enough because we have established Steve's big rules guy.
1: Big yeah, rules I like I,
2: I, <laughs> I, I like I like rules. rules. If you establish
0: rules, yeah.
2: If you establish rules, yes. As in saying things like there are microbes in the water. Yeah. Well, then I want other rules of like. Well then why can you see why is Rosenthal saying that it's dependent on light and darkness, but that's not actually what it's dependent on. It's actually more of a peripheral and sightline thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is more sightline than light and dark, but but dark affects sightline. Yeah.
2: And it's like why why is the kid, you know, why is the kid able to drag his body and be seated in the kitchen in full daylight when you don't see other bodies?
1: I think it's because nobody was looking
2: at him. Well, no, no, I'm not even talking about movement. I'm just saying simple existence. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't even see oh, some yeah, of the other... yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Totally, yeah. totally understand because he's a secondary entity, mm-hmm. whereas the other things are presumably some sort of primary entity. Right. They are the entity and he is an entity that... Is being, so we he is a body that Sure,
3: maybe it's less dependent on the microbe thing. Yeah, than the it rules is like, are not clearly are defined. Like, hundred yeah. percent,
1: the rules are not clearly defined. There's a ton of ambiguity around it, and I think that speaks to the nature of a haunting. What it what is more fucking boring than a haunting <laughs> that is fucking paint by numbers? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like how annoying and and boring is a like oh this is a go it, it, it becomes. Ernest Scared Stupid where once you figure out Miak kills them you spray (laughs) it like goddamn Super Soaker and you win. It's not that. This is an adult horror movie. Yeah. Um, he's right.
3: definitely putting a lot of emphasis on horror
1: we <laughs> do host a horror movie
2: podcast I will remind <laughs> you um, if Beetlejuice isn't a horror icon then why is he always hosting Halloween Horror Nights that is true Ooh. and they do sell uh, Halloween things at, uh, at
1: at Spirit Halloween or I mean uh, Beetlejuice Spirit Halloween they also um, sell a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff yeah <laughs> So this is Hocus Pocus. This is Nightmare Before Chris's. Oh my this god! Is, this is all those things. Meg, you yeah. did a movie,
3: correct? I totally did a movie.
1: Sweet, sweet Meg, back <laughs> with us again after an absence. Twenty Twenty Netflix Spooky Ookie, his house. The, the his floor is yours,
3: motherfucking house. Um. So yeah. So we have his house, which is basically. The general synopsis is we have two refugees from South Sudan who make their way to London and they get fucking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> get fucking All right. Ha- haunted. I'm done. I'm done. Here's what it is.
1: One synopsis. <laughs> Meg hates fun. She wants us to feel bad. This is what this movie is about. This yeah,
3: is no, Mike I, Planigan, definitely, but I definitely choose films that are very much so emotionally driven. We know this about me now. So, um, yeah, we have uh Umi Musaku playing as Riel, which the only the biggest thing I want to take away from like some of her notable roles is that she has been playing or played on the Lovecraft Country series from HBO. I still and
2: haven't watched
3: it. I like. Um what?
2: Who was she on uh, what uh she, let me see. she was she was, was a Ruby. sister? Ruby. Yeah, she was a sister, right? Yeah, I was yeah, like because yeah, like the moment
3: great, I'm man. like she looked familiar, but I at the same time I'm like the moment they made that a connection, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, okay, cool. We're My good. friend
1: Mark has been trying to he he brought that, he really likes that and he
0: keeps suggesting great It, it to is me. really good. Yeah,
3: I feel like I'm probably still behind on it, but it was from what I've seen so far, it's been a great show. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so I only have like three main notable characters in this. So then I have uh Soby. Deary Sue? Like, I really might be butchering these names. And people can correct me all they want as bull. So... We have Rial and Bull as like two of our main characters, husband and wife. And then we have Matt Smith playing as Mark, which one of his, he played on Doctor Who. But then I I personally knew him from The Crown. Like he played um, Mm. Prince Philip on The Crown. That was like one of the last things I saw him on. So we have, again, a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from a war-torn South Sudan. But they struggle to adjust their new life. In an English town that has an evil looking beneath the surface. Okay. So that's our preface for this. Mm-hmm. So we open the film. Um, Bull and Rial are refugees, they're fleeing with their daughter, uh, Nyagak. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the best way I could probably pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. And they end up, we really learn early on, they're like basically getting out of South Sudan, and then they go on this like very harrowing um ship ride. From I think what I read was like it officially was like probably not necessarily from South Sudan but maybe like France over to London. Okay, okay. it's the English Channel. I think it was like what was actually the biggest um, was when they were on the boat,
2: or maybe or maybe it's the Mediterranean. Yeah, I, I, like yeah, some of the sure. things From I Africa read to, it, it seemed yeah.
3: like it was, like they said something about the English Channel, so that's like why. It, yeah, it might, yeah. yeah, it might have been that. You, you obviously don't really necessarily specifically know those, you're just speculating, like mm-hmm. things that you know you're are in online. this like
1: small boat that is just chocked full yeah of it's people like, that are obviously in a similar situation as them yeah. yeah
3: yeah think about war-torn but like maybe titanic-esque where you're just like yes we're in the middle of an ocean that's gonna have probably treacherous like weather and water conditions mm-hmm. and stuff like that so basically then we cut so we have this big epic scene and then it cuts to a Bowl basically waking up and this is like almost like a flashback or it's a dream of him reliving these experiences. So we have two very trauma-driven people that are going now to this new country to try to like, like exist and have a new life. Mm -hmm. We go into it and that they are granted basically what they call probational asylum in, in Britain. And uh, let me see when they get this probation they're basically transported into this like really shitty fucking house but they play it off like you have to follow all of these rules you have to do all of these things and you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything and we're going to give you some money you can't work and do whatever and they show up at their house and it's like has fucking cockroaches it's like it's such a fucking disgusting place but it's like Ten times better from where they were, and so like we had even have bull have this like like um scene where he's like breaking down. He's almost like hysterical in ways, like he's just like laughing and then crying Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He's definitely
1: clearly dealing with like some PTSD. Yeah, yeah, you
3: really you really get an emotional connection to like what they're dealing with, and I feel like they. Uh, designed the film really well to try to put yourself in their shoes or at yeah. least like understand that this is more than just oh we're going from one country to another and we're just trying to start a new life no this is a an emotional experience for them yeah
1: they they do a great job of demonstrating like the stress yes. associated with this like the indignity the uncertainty yep. like all these things like are very heartbreaking yeah you, you're feeling a ton of empathy for for these people
3: yeah you you don't they don't try to hide in any way shape or form like how much these countries who are taking refugees don't really totally give a fuck they're just like okay yeah we got to do this so and so forth so here's yeah, like the shittiest thing that for we can the fucking bureaucracy give you. right yeah
2: it's also that cold bureaucracy back of just we don't care. This is what you have to do. Yeah. We yeah. don't you're,
1: care what you tell lu- us. And you're so lucky to give yeah. this what we're giving you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. And the other thing that, like, notable thing that is just like it puts, it makes you so emotionally drawn in is like before they're officially getting on the tr- the bus to go to this new place, is they have that scene where the uh, another refugee is like basically being beaten Mm -hmm. to death and there's blood all over the floor in one of the rooms as they're walking past
2: right and there's like no context given to why he's being beaten it's just it's just what happens in the detention center
3: and i feel like you can almost you can almost like make assumptions of like all the things that we have like seen and dealt with like with society today with like what we see in these detention centers and so on and so forth that we're dealing with in america and stuff like that so Mm. they get into this house Um, bull does put so much effort into trying to assimilate, you know, he's going to watch the football games and singing the songs with people and he starts wearing different clothes and makes a huge effort for that gets his like haircut, like by another, like a spot so he can kind of try to assimilate. But then, um, we do experience at some point that like he starts asking his wife, to stop eating with her hands and start eating at a table and stuff like that. So he's really putting a lot of effort because he wants to make this work. However, what we see so quickly is that the pretty much almost the first night that they're there, bull is the first one to start being haunted by he starts hearing noises. He starts seeing things. He starts seeing things moving in the wall and Um, You start getting a feel for something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And we also understand that Riel, she is definitely clinging very close to that cultural. Like She is hard-pressed to try to change anything about what they experience because they don't want to not still be who they are you know when she's even going to get go to the doctor and get checked out um obviously she dealt with a lot of traumatic things just literally on her walk over there but uh you know you can tell how much she's resisting anyone trying to connect with her with the doctor which granted you never know like the doctor definitely was clearly like had judgments but was also trying to connect with her talking about her daughter trying to talk to her about her um like scar tattoos that she has that were very symbolic to her and she was so like distant and like almost even wanting to think to like make her understand you know the way she said things about like i have these tattoos because i wanted to assimilate or like be part of I don't want to be part of anyone so I wanted to yeah. be part of everyone so that I could be safe yeah,
1: she kind of explains and you get a little bit of the the origin story there too in that you know where they came from there were two like warring tribes that were like slaughtering each other and you were part of one or the other and you were obviously susceptible no matter what so she was part of these she had taken a taken a stance maybe it's not the right word but she had basically said like my goal is survival Mm-hmm. And so I am going to mark myself with both tribes mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, potentially avoid the 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 violence mm-hmm. associated with, with either one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And kind of yeah. play both sides.
3: And you never really hear Bull's side of that too. But like, obviously, they both made it out of there. And I think we'll touch on it a little bit later. But so we already know that Bull has like seen things. And I think one of the most epic scene of like his hauntings was like... uh we have that is that one night where he is literally almost seeing every single person he saw on like the boat he is like in you and they use this like really cool thing where like turning off lights and turning on the lights which Mm -hmm. i thought was really um effective um and we come to find out really that there are like two main people i guess you would say haunting this like dwelling and one of them is a man and i'll dive into who that is next but then also their daughter oh, i need to look at the name just to say it properly nyak i yeah. don't want, I feel that's like as I, close as i could. Yeah. yeah yeah but both of them are still like de- like experiencing things in this house differently um but Bull seems to be getting a little bit worse. He seems to be very targeted in this dwelling, that everything that has happened pre living there is now like showing up in this dwelling.
1: Yeah. And there's like this unspoken, like, um, like struggle between not only them, be- meaning the husband and wife, Bull and Real, but also like, um, internally, this struggle mm-hmm. between like how much. Do you want to give up of yourself, right. In, an, in yeah. an effort to assimilate and and make this yeah. work, and right? Like Bol is obviously way more willing to.
3: He almost wants to like say "fuck everything," but he's past. like, "This is my house." Yeah, and Real was very much so. No, I my home is still somewhere else. This is yeah. just where I'm living now. Yeah, right.
1: so it's not only the physical relocation and the, the the their idea of how they how they're going to accept that and and move forward. But also, like, how much of yourself are you willing to give up? You know mm-hmm. what right. I mean?
3: So, um, Riel basically works out and she shares with Bull that she has a story of this. Um, what was it? He was a poor man, but I can't remember. She said something out. It was like poor, but something, um, man that she thinks is now haunting their house and it basically is like this idea of an Mm Apeth or a night witch and she tells a story okay leia's like a poor man who lived in her village who accidentally stole from an epeth by the river and then when he when the thief built his home the Apeth moved in with him and haunted him so she has this idea that like we are not clearly told what happened totally beforehand but you start getting hints that like maybe their journey to this new land isn't totally pure or like something happened. So,
1: something happened. The, the only thing they've alluded to, obviously in the flashbacks and the dreams that bull's experiencing, but also in their conversation that obviously their daughter didn't make the trip. Mm-hmm. Right. She, she died and and right. she tells the, the, the doctor that, right. right. Or right. or it might not have been doctor, whoever it was in, in, in the clinic. So it's, it's, they have lost their daughter Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way and then part of that struggle and the tie to their former self that bull is more willing to give up and that she is not Mm -hmm. is the fact that their their daughter is no longer with them so Mm -hmm. like bull is kind of like I'm past that. Right. And mm-hmm. is like, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to hang on to that. So right. that's part of that. It ties into that same struggle.
3: And I did pull some information about, like, the idea of the apath because, like, I wanted to at least, like, talk because that, that is, like, literally one of the biggest focus when we're talking about, like, the haunting of this movie. So um, I pulled this excerpt. So I'm going to read it. So the main source of information on witchcraft on the Dinka people, which is kind of where this whole thing comes from and Mm -hmm. they do reference that that's where um bull and riel are like that's their that's uh, their culture culture yes comes from a british anthropologist called godfrey leinhart who devoted his studies to the dinka religion his article written in 1951 for the international african institute some notions of witchcraft among the among the dinka sheds light on the apath and helps enrich the folklore vocabulary of his house so this is definitely an article related to both according to Lineheart, night witches which is the other name for apath um work their supernatural misfortunes in the darkness, an element incorporated in the film when Bull turns on the lights to make the ghosts go away. They can also make their presence known through footprints and place curses on the victims through staring eye. And so a concept that says as much about Boll suspiciously xenophobic neighbors as it does their haunting. So, mm. you know, you kind of see that with, mm-hmm. like, the neighbor who's like, get the book out. Um, yeah, there's, also- a,
2: there's especially, like, there, there's one old lady... Yeah, who who looks pretty witchy and she's always given given she's leering
1: at them through the window Mm -hmm. both of them
2: right
3: yeah so night witches are most malicious wielders of magic since their main intentions are always to harm others without receiving anything as a trade-off Thieves like the one in Rial's story may be creating hardship for those they steal from, but their deeds are motivated by a goal of gaining benefits for themselves. The apeth, on the other hand, lives only to eat a distinction made to describe the fact that the witch consumes the good fortune of its victims, leaving nothing but misery in its wake. Lineheart talks about this idea in the context of the community or family unit, a thematic connection to his house, which totally makes sense. These are all things that like, which I I wanted to find more information about it because I felt like that was the haunting and we needed to kind of have some context for it. They kind
1: of did a good job of, 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 the show don't tell thing and a little and, bit, yeah. you know, like they did a pretty good job of, mm-hmm. of explaining like ha- me having absolutely no idea what the fucking a path is. Like you kind of got through context clues that that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. kind of what was going yeah. on. I, th- right. I think
2: that kind of just last line that Meg, uh, read though about it being there to consume good fortune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot more sense now because basically it's all about them. Bold is trying to not lose the house. Right. Yeah, so,
1: and they're doing things that will make them potentially become at odds with this bureaucracy.
0: Right.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So, Rial believes the Epeth followed them. And if they repay their debt, the Epeth will bring Nagek uh, back to them. So... Um, however it is not immediately clear like what the debt is it is they need to repay it definitely is a hinting at something like i mentioned before um and around this time i noted that like the scene when they were really having this like deep conversation was at the dinner table and we start seeing bull go into that it it basically goes from like he's eating to almost like he's going back into a dreamlike state and we see bull go into that so he's still like having these struggles throughout the whole thing and i thought it was a really beautiful beautiful scene to start where they basically break down the wall and it has this like gorgeous like red hues where it's basically almost like this um, sea scene again Mm -hmm. um, but like very dark and you know red hues to it and then he's uh, clearly starting getting haunted again by the same things he's been haunted about. Yeah. This is where Bull and Riel really start getting at odds and like Bull is fighting that like Riel is like clearly understanding that like she wants to leave they need or they need to repay their debt and she's basically threatening bull that she's going to fucking leave and um he needs to kind of figure this out so we start we're starting to get hints about what's happening um but bull tries to still first go to mark and who's like uh the one of the other main characters and request just like a new space to live and he he's goes like,
1: to like the 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 you know, refugee, whatever the, the bureaucracy
2: office. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mark is basically like their case worker. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I, like what I hate about this scenario is that like, he's just like clearly like having so much traumatic experience here and he's trying to like, make it seem like he's not crazy mm-hmm. and when he knows he's like having this traumatic experience and like Mark is still just like gaslighting him the whole time. It's just oh. like, well, if we do this, then, you know, they might come after you for this, then blah, blah, blah. You yeah. like So you're convincing yourself like maybe this isn't as big of a deal as I thought.
1: Well, and it's also like weirdly like because Mark is obviously so jaded. Mm-hmm. You know, He's been mm-hmm. a caseworker. You get the idea and Mark is a weird character because you get the idea that he does care mm. to a certain extent right but he's so jaded and has been part of the system and the bureaucracy for so long that he knows and he tries to be transparent with bowl to a certain extent but mm. he's he is a little callous and uncaring yeah in right that he's like but he's not as much of the other dickheads in the office right well, they, they, they did name?
3: make a good distinction though to understand that like I'm glad that they did what they did because I didn't want them to like fluff it like it was better than it could be. I feel like them being so callous like you just said I think was a great way for them to show how refugees could be treated in a yeah. given situation. Yeah. Cause, situation. Cause you don't
1: want Mark to be purely a good guy. No. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want and him he, to be the hero. Yeah, and he's clearly not. You don't he's want not. him to be just like, yeah, the 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 white hope that comes in and like saves this refugee couple. Right. You know, so it's kind of like Mark is Mark is definitely like a jaded dick on a power trip a little bit. Yeah. But he's also like trying to be as transparent with Bowl as he can to say like, hey man, listen, I can bring this up, but this is going to raise yeah. eyebrows. It's going to raise red flags, and then the dickheads in the office are like, "It's bigger than my house," you know, like right. being shitheads. Yeah. So, like, you 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 see the flaw in the system and the I'm and, and that and the um, the the bias, mm. you know what so I, I mean, that exists I, against them.
2: I didn't even take that as him caring though. With his transparency, I thought yeah. it was more of if I do this, then I have to do work. Yeah. That, well,
1: not, even, not I even wouldn't I do that
2: doubt that
3: that's part yeah. of it. Honestly, <laughs> not even I do
1: work, but like, cause he even does this later on when he's like, well, I have to take pictures of this. It's like a, my livelihood is I have a hundred people like you. Right. And oh, I have yeah. to deal with this and I've seen it a hundred times. And you, you know, the whole, like the thing that kept was such a stinging Comment that they kept making, and that Bowl was was trying to play the game, was like one of the good ones. They kept saying one of the good ones, mm-hmm. and it was just like made well, you, yeah. Sick well, even to hear Bull that. was just yeah. like
3: we're we're the good ones. You know, know what I mean? it's, right. Just, right. Like, it's just like oh, heartbreaking. God. It's like it, it, it you was. know you're a good person. You know, oh, God, yeah. This and like- it's just like
1: one of the good ones also has like heavily suggested like racist, especially here. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's in it, you know undertones to it. It's like- yeah,
2: but I, it's also just like it when he bowl is in that position of like, he really has nothing to offer. Yeah. So that's the only thing he can offer. He like, has
1: no bargaining chips
2: yeah, at all. He can only offer. It's like, I promise you we're good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, well, we don't care if you're good. Right. Yeah. Just do the things Everyone that we tell you. Everyone says
3: they're good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So clearly he, um, this ends like, he just like has a very tense moment, breaks the glass, he leaves. Um, then, Bolvis is like I need to figure this out so he's going to start tearing apart the wall he starts breaking it down like cuz he's literally... seeing
1: this child yeah he's seeing with a mask. seeing
3: their daughter as well as then like this other figure which is the apath you know so they're yeah. seeing both like those are the two main ghosts that are really haunting this space so they're tearing apart the whole like he starts tearing apart the whole wall trying to be like come out come out i'm going to find see you the...
1: so is the apath the person the, the entity in the mask no 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 because no, that's, no. The that's the daughter yeah, yeah. Right. but you
3: start seeing like hands and stuff like that i mean yeah. you you see this i figure. just thought they
1: were one in the same
2: mm, no i think no. It, no i think it's well in the way that they believe at least at this point in the movie mm-hmm. the way they believe they believe that the girl in the mask and the path are two different entities okay
1: yeah yeah so because like then you you obviously see all the other figures that mm-hmm. are popping up, and there was a really really tense scene of like where they all kind of like when 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 Bol is like the first time is like I'm gonna face them kind of thing, and they all just like bum rush him, and he's mm-hmm. and he is also seeing what is obviously some manifestation of. Like a uh, uh, like like a like a murderous mob right. mm-hmm. that he would have been potentially fallen victim to in their town, right? You know, before yeah. they left, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, sedan.
3: Just to make a point, like about uh, so the apeth, like uh, real makes a note about like the apeth is coming from the sea, you know. So basically, yeah. I think what what they're saying is that the apeth brought Nyakak like to the house. As like this bartering trip, chip like okay, so that it okay. could get what it wanted. I see. You know, it wanted a body. It wanted someone. I to go I took it into. as
1: like she was never actually there in in any real way, and it was just like them. Her this the path which we clearly we obviously see later, and it's like yeah. true manifestation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I took that as she was never actually there. It was just them kind of, it kind of playing with their emotions. Yeah.
3: I definitely think in ways, like, they, it knew what it needed. To, like, again, I, that's why I go back to it's a bargaining trip. I think, like, yeah. when it talked about it coming from the sea, it, like, followed them. Because, like, yeah. that's where, like, a lot of the trauma happened yeah. and stuff like
2: that. The, and there's uh, some other shots at the end that suggest that, you know, they're still with them. And then just some yeah. things that are said. Mm-hmm. that i'll save yeah we'll save because yeah. because it, it
1: the yeah. plot thickens right yeah yeah,
3: yeah. so um again okay, we already covered bull tears apart the house and this is like mark does come here and he's like starts escalating the situation so that's just like just a notable thing um but riel is basically like no i'm done i'm leaving and then bull freaks out and he's just like no you're not going anywhere i'm gonna fucking take everything off like you can't fucking leave this house mm-hmm. this is when bull base or wait let me see I'm trying to think of when we really learn of, like, the shit, the shit. Yeah. Um, it's It's, after it's right around this time because, like, Bull definitely has, like, when Riel is able to, like, actually start leaving, she goes into her own, basically... Um, I'm trying to think, like, it's not really like, uh, she goes into so, like, she like calls his... state homeless. Yeah, yeah, like weird state. Like, they both go into those, like, states where, um, Bull is basically, like, talking to the apath and it's like, what do you fucking want? Yeah,
1: and... the around the
2: campfire kind of Yeah, brief, yeah. around the campfire and... and then it, like, transforms into the sea that he's standing in. Yeah. Cause he tries to bargain with it and then, or tell it that he's done with it. Yeah. And it's oh. not having it. And it just, like, transforms it back into the sea and then yeah, yeah. well
1: because then that's when he's like well you can't hurt me this is all right visions that you're giving me but yeah. it
3: basically tells him what he wants and he's like i want your life for for niagak's life yeah. and so um and he already refuses and um being basically yeah so they basically describe it as like a momentary catatonia like state of like anger so riel manages during this time she's like staring at him we watched that scene she basically is able to escape from the house but finds herself she's going into her own state of like dissociation almost is the best probably the best way to describe it she gets transported back to her experiences when she was still in South Sudan and she, and these are like almost like really great moments for her, like to start. Yeah. Like it's very communal. She's with all the people she loves. It's
1: specifically like what appears to be some sort of school or something Mm -hmm. of all these women that she obviously has like a deep connection with. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So this is when um, we then understand how she, we start really diving into how the fuck they got off South Sudan and why this might be happening. So Riel was able to survive by hiding. And then Bull ends up finding her. But this is when the town is basically being attacked. He finds her after basically all these women that she was around were murdered.
1: Yeah. And, and she hides in like a, a cabinet. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: And so he takes her. And they get towards a bus to leave. And obviously the bus is being like bombarded. And they're like, you can't get on this bus. unless Like we're only taking children. They see Nyakak. Or like families with children. Right. Yes. Yeah. So Bull makes this split decision. He sees Nyakak and is like, we look, we have a child.
2: Pulls the old Billy Zane from Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: And so they take Pull her onto the, the, the onto, onto the Daniel bus. Plane
0: view. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so they take her onto the bus and they're able to get on and they're able to get out of there. And obviously we have this very traumatic like scene where Nyakhex like sees her mom. The, not, her real her mom, real mom yeah. not yeah. getting on the bus. And we understand that they actually stole her. Yeah. And um this so where it's like kind of interesting because like Riel really goes into this like maternal situation with her and is just like I will fucking protect you. I will absolutely keep you safe. So this is when Nyakak, when they are like, we later see that this is when we understand that when they were actually, like they got her out of there on the boat is where Nyakak actually fell off the boat. Yeah. I took it as
1: like the engine gave out. Is that what happened? Yeah.
2: So at the beginning of the film, it seems like just a couple people fell off the back of the boat. Yeah. But in this kind of flashback, it becomes more apparent that the entire boat just goes over. Something happened mm-hmm. yeah. physically
1: with I the mean, boat. I mean, you clearly see, engine, like, the weather without... isn't great either. Right. No, so, it's like, very it's, like choppy. it's very
3: chaotic and stuff like that. Um, so they're really trying to cross this, like, crazy sea. We're now back in the house, and I at this point, Bull basically accepts what he did. He knows that this is officially his fault. Like, he's the one who decided to take Niakak, and he needs to take responsibility for it. So he is basically telling Rael that i'm actually going to give myself to this a path yeah. and Cause so apath
1: has said to him at this point or is about to like like what does it say something like well, cut it, your flesh or it something.
2: actually propositions both of them with a knife yeah because it's yeah. you know it propositions bowl with a knife and says you know take your you know right. give me your flesh and then you know and we'll then be done real with gets
3: offered basically like kill him and right you kill him Yeah, and you get it yeah yeah um so we're going through the scene. Riel's almost like in this other room and she's like, I-, I want my daughter. And I think like if I remember correctly, like you start seeing Nyakak like almost reaching out like like this connection is about to happen as mm-hmm. the apeth is like basically taking over Bull's body, which I feel like is a really fucking cool scene to watch yeah. him like literally try to like get inside yeah, his he, fucking yeah. skin. Well, cause, like
1: Because Bull cuts his own he does Arbor. cut his own arm. Yeah. He cuts his arm and his yeah. intention is to bleed out. Yeah. But not it's not that easy. <laughs> you know, the yeah. the witch comes and is actually like reaches inside his wound and is going to it is seemingly trying to physically get under his skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. I I love that it went there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could have been a very like symbolic easy thing, but they're sure. like no, you're here's a fucking crazy ass witch yeah <laughs> practical effect yeah. driven witch with like crazy eyes and fangs yeah. and all types of right shit. yeah i don't know if it had yeah. fangs but i like a pretty it it was intense had, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
3: and uh then rial decides that she officially just wants to, like let go yeah so this is like her moment of like she sees this happening she sees bullocks like, making this acceptance that like I think that was the moment. She had to see him accept that he needed to take responsibility for what happened versus mm-hmm. like try to assimilate. So then it allowed her the space to accept that maybe we need to have this new life. Right. So this is where we're going together. She ends up slitting the fucking, uh, a passive throat, which is pretty epic in ways. You're just mm. like seeing it's like You didn't
1: this- expect her to do that. Yeah. 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 It, it, it kind of like, it makes sense in retrospect but at the time. Yeah. She kind of like, it's it's mirrors the scene earlier with what the apeth was attempting to do to bowl mm. because like but in the manifestation of the 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 murder you know horde basically that was going around murdering people in their village right. yeah. and it kind of suggests earlier where it like jumped on cuz it was it was a bunch of people right yeah. and it was going to slice Bull's throat and yeah. in this instance she kind of does the same thing she jumps up behind it and
3: yeah yeah so um, after we have this pretty epic scene, we we have Mark and everyone from that board then being like, okay, he clearly had to follow up and, like, check this out. They had fixed the house. They had fixed everything. And they're basically in this acceptance mode. And, you know, um, so they're taking pictures. They're, you know, Real makes notes like, I'm going to paint it red. But what I really wanted to know, and I loved the ending of this, too, is, like, this interaction between mark and them and he's just like do you still see her and they're like and he's like yeah and i love that bull said like your ghosts follow you they never leave they Hmm. live with you it's when i let them in i could start to face myself Hmm. and then rial leaves it with this is our home Hmm. Interesting that
2: you, know you find that that's the best part, but okay.
3: No, no, I think that's just a great way to end it. It's like it's a, they know yeah, it's yeah, it like they know to, they yeah. know that like these things are their ghosts. And right. I think like I know you're gonna go after me for this, and I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens. But, I, but then obviously we end the movie seeing all of these ghosts of their past traumas mm-hmm. surrounding them. Yeah. It's
1: in their they're in their house. They can see them. They're dealing yeah. with them, they're and they're accepting them.
3: them. They're not scary anymore.
1: Yeah. So I have okay, a guys, quick question Well, I'm not gonna come at you yet because um, I like this movie. <laughs> but like, here's a couple of questions, and this is more just like for my own, um, my own. You know, uh, knowledge because I I was confused by a couple of things, and I feel like I missed I feel like I missed a couple of things that you guys picked up on better. But um, earlier in the movie, I was confused by this scene. Rial is home by herself, and I think it's when Bol because it's relatively early on. I feel like it was Bol was going out to get his haircut. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she opens up that door. In mm-hmm. their building, because they've given them, like, a, obviously something that was meant to be a dwelling for, like, multiple families. Yeah. And it's probably, be like, at first you think it's because it's haunted. But you learn that it's not really the house that's haunted. It's them that's haunted. Right. But... Um, which I know is Steve's point, and that's one of the points I'm going to bring up, because the house is not haunted. They're haunted. But but that's not (laughs) what my point is. My point here is she opens up this door, and then she sees what looks like the tailgate of a truck, maybe, or something, and there's all these kids that look like they're from their village or something Uh like that that are sleeping in the back of it. What was that? I assume she didn't actually see that. All that right, was just some sort of... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think yeah, it it's like it's a more traumatic...
0: Her,
2: yeah, I think it's just the way her... The way her kind of haunted experience manifested... Because it was different. very different than balls. It was yeah. different from balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like she also has a lot of experiences like when she's just trying to find her way around the neighborhood. Yeah. It become like it becomes very labyrinthian and like yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she just has like trouble getting around in the new space. Okay. This so. makes
1: sense now because it's kind of like 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 bowl's the problem, right? Mm-hmm.
2: He's the guy who's being haunted.
1: Right. Like I mean she is, she's experiencing it, but like it's more. This
3: is why it's the house that's haunted too. W- well, they brought. They brought. I'm gonna. Before you guys like seriously house. come at me. It's a haunted they, house. Not a haunted they house. They brought. House so. As much as I agree that like what this makes this movie so beautiful is that they're haunted is that basically they brought the ghosts to this house and that makes the house haunted. Yes. I don't so, disagree with you.
1: I, I don't mm, think that this is a bad, I don't think this is a bad guys. haunted house movie. If we're arguing semantics here, here's, here's why. And I wouldn't argue this. Steve's the kind of guy who would argue a thing like that. <laughs> yes. Sure would. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm saying this is a, they are living in a dwelling and they are experiencing haunting within that. Obviously the, the, the haunting is not connected to the house, it's connected to them. But my point was the the, the haunting here is like it's really more connected to bowl and she's experiencing it secondhand. So she is on this almost like
3: she's uh, not spirit dirty. She's journey-ish just I don't think she's experiencing second hand. I think she's just experiencing it differently it because differently. it because the focus of this like spirit is focusing on the one who like made the fucking mistake yeah. which okay if we're talking about what happens when there is a haunted dwelling though but it follows someone that's basically what we're looking at so this yeah. is why I still think it's a relevant haunted house movie
1: I think it is it's ha- it's, it's a haunting that, exp- that that like is absolutely focused around the dwelling of mm-hmm. course we learn later that the origin story would suggest that it is um, more tied to the individuals than the actual structure and like I'm okay sure. with that um, uh, you know I, I I think yeah I mean how many if you really think about like how many like purely haunted like I think of the changeling mm-hmm. that's a fucking haunted house yes the house is mm-hmm. haunted yes. because of the people who used to reside there sure. like totally yes. get yes. totally yes. get that Um, so like that is a pure haunted house movie in the most like pure sense of the word but like This is them in a house, a new thing that is straight. It has all the same hallmarks of something like a changeling. Mm -hmm. It's just you ultimately learn that it was based on their deeds and not the deeds of somebody who lived there hundred years ago. Sure, I can understand. So then, so then, are you calling
2: Nightmare on Elm Street a haunted house movie? No, because it 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 never focuses
1: around a dwelling. It happens all over the town, all over the neighborhood. It is a haunted So like town. Terrified and that there's multiple houses. But that's then... <laughs> if we're talking geographic location, it is tighter. And it I think that terrified, because it is associated with a some sort of geographical function of that area, which in this instance apparently is the water, like that is that. That area is haunted, <laughs> right? So, like, you could say, like, we would agree that Poltergeist is a haunted house movie, right? Yeah. The house isn't haunted. The land the house is on is haunted. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's fact. Yeah, because yeah, like it's, it, it's what's buried it's the in the buried ground. buried under mm-hmm. the ground. So, it's not a haunted house. It's a haunted yard. It's a haunted piece of <laughs> it's property. Space. It's a haunted piece of property. Yeah. yeah. So if the 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 tiny little, you know, probably what s- several hundred square foot area that terrified exists within, <laughs> if you took the cha- the changeling house, which is enormous and put that property on top of that, it would be a
2: haunted house now? Um, yeah, that would be a haunted house. <laughs> But <laughs> like the semantics are so but, messy. But the yeah. the problem is with Terrified is it leaves the geographic area. At the end it does. Yeah. Fucking A yeah. right. <laughs> it absolutely but also, p- and, and also it does occur in other places in like it occurs in the United States. So it's tied to the same if it's, you're if, if you're calling it the same microbe, then it's like it's an interdimensional thing that crosses right a my, larger geographic space. My
1: point is the the, the if you said Elevator speech. Quick. What's going on with this 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 movie? Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who are neighbors and there's their houses are fucking haunted. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you talked about this uh people uh uh refugees, they come, they get placed in a house, there's a fucking haunting. Right. You know what I mean? It's a fucking haunted house movie. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't I I don't think I don't think either one like I think once you get to the ending and the actual semantics of the haunting. Are associated with more than just an individual house, I don't think detracts from the <laughs> fact that it is clearly the
2: sentiment of a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. It's the sentiment yeah. of a haunted house movie. <laughs> but the houses aren't haunted. And we were pretty clear that the houses had to be haunted. You didn't pick a horror movie.
3: So it's either we didn't say it, house, house, <laughs> it it <laughs> say it had to be a haunted house or it had to be a horror. It's a horror podcast. Horror. So, we fun. Said, fun. we <laughs> <laughs> said
2: it couldn't be Ghost Ship because the ship is haunted. Uh we can you couldn't do a nightmare right, no we <laughs> but, but still every single things.
3: one of our movies the houses themselves were like the dwelling was still haunted in yes, some fashion the haunting I, like, takes I still, place still, within <laughs> four walls yes i still think that that is a factor for all hey, three of our movies
1: can i ask you guys a question because this no. is genuinely something <laughs> no no
2: more questions <laughs> anytime brian says can i ask a question there's usually something really shitty behind it yeah no, no i do come on
1: um so visions like that vision around the campfire thing. This is a genuine question. This isn't uh, like I'm trying to poke holes in your movie. What um uh did Rial f- block out the fact that it wasn't she wasn't really her, their daughter?
3: I I mean, I feel like we're talking about trauma. Like yeah. you're definitely talking okay. about like That's how what I trauma could do and there's a very good possibility because I feel like the way they made it out to be is, like, that was their daughter. Yeah. You yeah. know, so they yeah. clearly were like, no, this is I our th- daughter. I think she blocked it out because... because Bol- yeah, I think it's definitely
1: remembered that because he was like, think of the things we had to do to get here. Or right. Whatever. Right. And, yeah. But I feel like Rial had forgotten and she, actually thought it was her daughter. She totally
2: did because in the scene, in kind of the longer spaced scene when she tries to escape the house and she goes back to that uh, school, Yeah. she's sitting in the... You know, communal space with the other women. Right. And oh. it takes the other women to tell her that she was never pregnant.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally so she's she that.
2: completely blocked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, good, good.
1: Mm-hmm. So I wasn't crazy in thinking that. No. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a good movie. I'm, mean, I'm, mean, I'm definitely glad I, I, I watch it. They, they make you care about the main characters a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you fear the spirit and the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think was a great like one-two punch. The performances were great. Here, here's my, here's my, my problems with the movie. Okay, it took 40 minutes before anything happened. Like that was that was it was a slow burn, mm-hmm. and that's fine because the mm-hmm. changelings kind of the same way. And I know we're like I'm not we didn't pick the changeling. Yeah, but yeah. like. The pacing is
2: really slow. The pacing pacing is off. Yeah.
3: I just felt like it still, in ways, was tense. Like, I still, in ways, you like, because it wasn't in ways where you aren't getting hit with, like, the spooky shit. You're getting hit with, like, the bureaucracy shit where you're still feeling something. And I think almost like, so I hear what you're saying. I'm not going to, like, deny what you're saying. Hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, I still felt. A lot very early on.
1: Yes. You you're all about the, the tension, the the the, the 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 empathy for the main characters. All that stuff is there. Takes a long time before before any type of like haunting things happen. I, fe- I felt
2: like it happened I don't know, maybe it's just perceptive wide, but it yeah. felt like it happened pretty quick in yeah. the first night they're in the house. Yeah. There's that really quick jump scare of Yeah, him looking in the window and the mm-hmm. things behind him. Yeah. yeah,
1: that happens pretty quick, but like I think that happens maybe like, I don't know, 25
2: or 30 minutes in. Yeah. But then 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 it just cuts to him. Like then he goes on his errand trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, he doesn't even really notice what had happened. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and again, he is, he is a bit of an unreliable narrator and there's the PTSD aspect of it and all that stuff. It just, yeah, the pacing wasn't, wasn't great for me overall.
2: Um, I think also when they transition, even though I think I really like those scenes with Rial back in Africa, Mm. Uh, like they're really really effective and mm-hmm. especially when bowl discovers her in the cabinet mm-hmm. and you're not quite sure what's going on but yeah, you why
1: are you in this cabinet why yeah. are you like stumbling out
2: yeah. but it's mm-hmm. like it's really faint in the audio you can hear like little pops oh, yeah, of distant hear. gunfire yeah, yeah. oh i missed that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's there's like little pops of distant gunfire you
3: just mm-hmm. know something's going mm-hmm. down and that's why like you know that like, no one's around her, so she's hiding because every, and everyone's right. probably there. And then they,
2: they, they do the pan across the school, mm-hmm. yeah. and you see that everybody's been, you know, executed right. except for her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder, th- this movie, like, I don't know how else to say this, and I like the characters, I like the story. It has that, like, uh, like, modern Netflix horror kind of sheen on it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just, like... Makes it feel like there—it's a horror movie, even in areas when it's not. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, that's not a bad thing or a good Mm -hmm. thing. It's just like you almost know what's. This sounds dumb, but I think like even, but you know what's happening as a result of it. Maybe it's even
3: a speculation of like what you're saying, but I feel like in ways. And maybe it's the sensitive person inside of me, but like, <laughs> it, it. I feel like sometimes we're trying to find horror in like real life. Yeah, you know, and I think like that's what also this movie brings to the table It's yeah. like there's still this like horror element in like what does reality look like for other people yeah and i think that's one thing they did really well with.
1: yeah it's a very much a social horror movie but know, I, and when you are sure. talking
3: about like even netflix i feel like sometimes they try to bring like emotional elements into it to yeah. try to like get people connected to something and yeah. that so when you say the sheen i don't know if that's exactly what you mean but like i think sometimes that's what they do
1: yeah it, it's like it's it, and it's it's not even it's not a bad thing because like the production is there and the shots are good and all that sort of thing but like so i'm looking at this director right and i'm looking at like what he's done prior to this which is like not much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and the writers are like i, I don't know i don't want to get into it but like cuz i don't want to speculate anything about like their their history cuz i don't know much about them or anything but like it just if there is a type of movie that feels like it was directed by Netflix you know what I mean
2: so yeah so so kind of the same way that all the Marvel films yeah feel yeah, yeah. exactly the same sure. yeah and like and they're never gonna go too far out of the bounds unless mm-hmm. you go back to pre-Disney shit yeah sure um yeah a lot of Netflix productions have that same feel of like there's a safeness there's a sheen to it there's a professionality. you kind
1: of know what's it, it just it leads you in the direction Right, like you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, to, I, yeah. Could, I could definitely understand Yeah, that. And, and, and yeah you know for what? sure. And I, I applaud this movie because it, I did not expect to see a witch at the end, <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Like I definitely didn't expect that. I just feel um, like you're, this is your next point. No, no, no. Here's my here's my other point. I don't know. I don't know what the message of this movie is, and I don't. Care. That's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to have a message. But like, when you have a movie that is so. It seems to be very explicitly trying to tell you a message. And yes, the empathy around the people who are put in this very difficult situation and all that stuff like that's a big part of it. I get it. Right. But like, what is it trying to tell? What did they learn? What did the characters learn? Because it, it was this it was almost a character study. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, if we think about like Wolf of Snow Hollow, this was it was a fucking character study of of John of Jim Cummings' character. Right. I don't. This I, was for those two, but like, what did they? What ultimately don't steal children? You know? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I
3: don't think in this way it was as much about like this message because in a way, like the me- I think what they learned was honesty and I think like really facing your trauma yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that was more of the Is of like you ha- and that's why that quote that I mentioned at the end I think is like really powerful mm. and like why a lot of people could take away from that is that not only are they being haunted in this how in this space but like we're also talking about this relationship between trauma and facing it mm. and learning from that and yep. so and honestly I, I think, think the message right. was a bull actually facing his ghosts and v- admitting what they did don't run and aw- you so, got to face your trauma not run away from yeah it, i right? think mm-hmm. to me yeah. like that's that was my right. biggest takeaway from like as far as the message goes yeah.
1: that's just, probably a, d- a good dis- distillation yeah.
2: yeah of it yeah. and and like from rial's point of view of it because it again it manifests differently for both of them mm-hmm. but like with her killing the apeth at the end that's a lot of it's she was very resistant throughout the film giving up anything culturally. Right. Mm-hmm. But by killing that ghost or witch, she gives up, like, kind of the the worst parts. Yeah. Of yeah. her culture. But mm-hmm. she still knows that she has all those people that she saw, you know, mm-hmm. connected with in the school. Mm-hmm. Those are still all a part of her as well.
3: Yeah. And which is why I feel like you see all of these people, mm-hmm. like, when You Mark see them all in and, the doorway. And, uh, yeah, you yeah. see them all around and stuff like that.
1: I would say the, the only other thing that because I like like I said liked the movie for sure the one other thing I was it didn't it wasn't particularly scary uh, yeah. For me, I like oh. the imagery around the ghost at the end. Mm-hmm. I like the intensity of that scene. I like the effects.
3: I think what scared me most, and like, I'm not trying to like discredit what, how you felt about it, it's just yeah. like, it, like some of the scenes were like turning off the lights to turn on, like, especially when Bull's getting like fucking attacked. And I understand we didn't have a lot of those throughout it, but it's yeah. just like I feel like those scenes were so intense that I feel like they were really spooky. Yeah, that was a
1: though. good one. I, I like that scene. I feel like the movie wanted the. The the big scary trailer parts, you know, to be the the kid peeking through the through the doors and you know through the walls and stuff, and those weren't really effective to me. But the honestly, the scariest part was the 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 you were worried that they were gonna get sent back. Mm-hmm. Like those, the, mm-hmm. those were the, the most tense and scary parts for me, yeah. Yeah. which is not, I'm not discrediting that. That's fine. That the fact that's a testament to the, how much they made you care about the characters, sure. um, right. which is a positive, but I do wish the imagery of the kid in the mask wasn't scary to me. Yeah. You, mm-hmm.
2: you also get, there's more tension especially towards the end when bowl starts like knocking off all the locks and everything Mm -hmm. you start thinking, is this going to take like a shining turn? Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, is this going to turn into violence of him, you know, on her? Mm
1: -hmm. I do. I was kind of like, she stabbed him in the leg pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like, you know, and it's fine. It's like, I'm not going to blame, like somebody starts locking you in a house, like, right. know, stab a right, yeah. you know what I mean? That's fine. But like, it was funny though, like, they have this like very deep connection and they're like each other's whole world. And then he starts going a little crazy and she's like, fuck you Stabbing in the leg with a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> so I was
2: like, all right. Okay. No, uh, but also, you know, you escape, you know, mass genocide. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, know, and she even says, to red,
1: she's like, listen, you, y- witches don't scare me, motherfucker. Like, she even kind of says it (laughs) earlier. Yeah. Like, do you think I'm scared of some fucking witches like the shit I've seen and dealt with and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: But it's also, in a way, like, her, she manifested the witch for Bull by speaking it into existence into his head. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it started manifesting for him that way. Yeah. So. All
1: right, guys. We have, I think we've gotten to the end. I think it's time to... To vote. What, what, or, or,
3: I want to go last because I think because of the, <laughs> as the champ, I get to go last. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> how
1: did we do this in the past? We did it where we, we voted. Did we, we voted in the order that we talked about the movies, right? Did we do that? That's fine. I feel like that's I don't know fair. if
3: we've
2: done it that way, but we can do it
1: that way. Yeah, we yeah. can do. it. We can... otherwise Meg's gonna pick, and then right, she's probably gonna pick that anyway, right? Um, so uh, do I need to call myself your fearless leader again? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, all right, Steve. So we had the prompt. The work was the do haunted house movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And only one of us did a haunted house movie.
3: <laughs> I I still beg to differ. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. you think you definitely had a haunted house movie.
2: Mm-hmm. I definitely had well, a haunted both of we movie. did as well. I would agree. <laughs> you would agree. Yeah. I do not agree. Okay. I think both of you we know came up short.
1: You go, we know what your angle is. Both of you, you came up like, short on sure.
2: doing haunted houses. Okay. There's plenty of other haunted okay. house movies like Legend of Hell House. That was a haunted house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Changeling is a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Those are houses, yes. also, with ghosts and oh, residential. No,
3: I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> not. I uh, spit just,
2: it out, you bastard. Just, but also, just in general, like I had, I had a lot of problems with terrified. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I don't know. It didn't hit me as scary. And oh, okay. uh, So, and you know, that's my own fucking uh, desensitization as well. Sure. So, just it, nothing. I thought there was some cool things in it, but then I thought there was a lot more other stuff that just fell apart. Mm. And just, you know, the whole Star Wars reveal made the thing laughable to me in the <laughs> yeah, end. it was bad. The, the I was ending's just like, bad. Mother...
1: I'm not going to... Listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, bad.
2: yeah. It just it just ruined it for me. It, <laughs> like, not terribly. You know, I still think it's a way better and effective movie compared to a lot of stuff that's out there. I mm-hmm. think everybody should check it out yeah. if you haven't already. But just be prepared to go, God damn it, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> the ending yeah, fucking yeah. blows.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, I actually... Kind of forgot about the ending <laughs> until I saw it. This because this is only second time I watched it,
0: and I was yeah. like, "God, God fucking damn it, damn it, God!" <laughs> ending sucks worse than
1: I yeah. remembered.
2: Um, yeah. Meg's movie I like as well. I like it a lot. Again, definitely watch this movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, but I'm also I can't vote for it outright because one, I don't feel it's a hundred house movie. Two, it the pacing is structurally weird. Mm. It's also Mike Flanagan trauma porn and uh you know it just i'm i wouldn't even say
3: it's like trauma porn though i feel like it's like much better than it's much better and
2: i honestly if you're gonna watch this movie you can pair it with um uh it's another film that had uh, idris elba in it which was about like uh child soldiers in africa
1: I know you're talking about I can't think of the name
0: they're, I've not seen it, but yeah, I, I, they're I know They're both
2: visually about. they're both very similarly visually striking. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good things going on with that. But just from the, the aspect big of
1: slow zoom shots and all those types yeah, of things. Yeah. yeah. I know and there's some
2: great about. set pieces in both of them. But just to like think of rewatching either of these movies versus the same way I would rewatch Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch Beetlejuice a yeah, bunch, sure. <laughs> sure. Which is a haunted house movie. Same, not a horror movie, but sure, haunted house movie. It's a haunted, haunted house it. movie. So first vote goes to Beetlejuice. Yeah, no shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks for that long, belabored <laughs> explanation. That you're gonna pick your own movie. Thanks a lot. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um. So so uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with mine as well because I really. don't, it's hard. For, it would be... I love Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. I love Beetlejuice. I've seen it 100 times, and I'll watch it 100 more times. It's just not a horror movie in my mind, and so it's hard for me to pick it, so I'm going to stick with 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 Terrified.
3: Okay. Um, I'm also going to stick with mine because what you even said about this whole trauma porn thing is like what I love about newer horror films is that sometimes... It doesn't have to be about, like, the gory, spooky shit, but it's about this, like, emotional thing that people go through that is so terrifying. And I know, like, personally, when I sometimes go out and seek new films, like... Those are the type of things that I'm looking for. I want real life that's actually scary. Yeah. So I'm still going with mine. So we are now even. Steve, on, what's your what's Steve, What's your picks. second? What's your second choice?
2: Uh, so beasts of no nation was the Idris Elba movie. Okay. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> Don't play the numbers game, you bastard! What movie I'm not trying do you to play like numbers more? game.
2: I'm just I was. I was actually just thinking, should I just be funny and vote Beetlejuice again and then vote <laughs> Beetlejuice as a third time? Yeah. <laughs> just so I can say, it's That's... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, a Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, no, as far as if if it's movies, I just like more. I did like uh, His House more. Okay. I just think, yeah, even though I think it's not as, like it's not as scary or anything, but I just, there's some visual set pieces that are really fantastic Yeah, compared to like, Terrified. I think there's some good stuff in there, but I think you can also find it in other movies like Grave Encounters. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I, I'm back and forth because now the question becomes: Do you wait the fact that it's not really a horror movie over? It's not really a yeah, haunted house movie. Do you want to be hypocritical? What's that?
3: So, do you want to be hypocritical on this entire episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice,
1: I I liked his house okay. I I'm never gonna watch that movie again. I I just mm. I I feel like it's not fun. <laughs> it's not. Not only is it not fun, and that's fine because there's plenty of movies that aren't fun that I enjoy. But what like, fuck is this
3: turning into? I guys? just
1: don't. Li- I I I don't know. It just felt. It just felt like a movie that could have easily been just. I don't know if this is fair to say. It just didn't have I don't know, it just wasn't scary to me. Like they got they, there it was it was tense in the way that like social social issues create tension, mm-hmm. but like none of the witch stuff was was scary to me. Boy, I'm I'm still waffling here cuz I don't I don't know, but I I, I honestly Beetlejuice is a fucking great movie. I'm going to pick Beetlejuice. What are you going to watch again? Yeah, Yeah. Beetleju- Beetleju- I could totally
3: again. fuck this up right now and choose your movie.
1: You could if you feel like that's the best movie. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> but
3: sorry, Brian. It's not. Okay. It's I'm going to let Steve win.
1: All right. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.
0: Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice
3: wins. <laughs> it's a
1: great. Bit listen- I
3: It was yeah. definitely. Um, Who doesn't fucking love Beetlejuice?
1: Yeah. I'm, cool. I'm cool.
3: I'm uh, cool with it winning in November showdown. Showdown low. right after Halloween. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll choose yours as my second choice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I Chance love
1: uh, I love me some Beetlejuice. I, <laughs> yes. I, it put is it this way. Movie. Put it this way. I liked, my, I, I think my movie was, was. I, I like my movie obviously more than you guys did, mm-hmm. which is fine.
3: Uh, I do, I do want to like note before, like we really, I really actually literally up until that, like good movie, like yeah. terrified yeah. me. Like in ways I was just like, There there, was one
2: other thing that, like, really bugged me about your film. Mm -hmm. Towards the end is when it really got, started really leaning heavy on these new metal guitar strains (laughs) for for the jump scare stings. Yeah. Yeah. And that just, like, that bugged me, too. It was weird because,
1: and I'll be, I mean, obviously, I didn't win. I, when I first watched this movie the first time, I watched Mm -hmm. it on a whim with no expectations. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And it was just, like, a fucking Wednesday night. And I was like... Okay, boop, throw it on, and was like, "Diamond in the Rough." What <laughs> the fuck? A movie that I know nothing about, a weird Argentinian movie that yeah. was, that actually was effective. This is yeah. great. My second viewing was not as impactful. I will be honest. I liked. I I really truly blocked out how fucking <laughs> terrible the ending is. It's, it's so like, it, like bad.
3: they probably God could have damn. saved the whole it's even like, like microbe thing uh, if they didn't do that. Guys. Yeah. They're, like I just would have preferred the they didn't say line. it at all. <laughs> yeah. at the
1: finish line. Yeah. And then they fucking tripped and, and broke, then they wink at the camera. <laughs> <out. Ugh. laughs> I know. I just yeah. when I watched it the other night, again only for the second time I watched it the other night I was like I ain't gonna win this episode <laughs> because this fucking ending's trash. Um yes. Listen, Steve, so Steve won without a, without
2: actually presenting a horror movie. Yes, uh, he's a horror icon. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> He's horror enough. Yes, it's great. Listen,
1: Beetlejuice. I, I will it's never argue children. against Beetlejuice.
2: It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, All right. So here's here's the dilemma I'm going to present to the two of you. Yeah. Oh, God. In the past, the champ has picked. Because, oh, God. It's it's not a hard one. It's you not a hard two. One.
3: You two just have so many in the arsenal that I, I know. feel like could like I know make but that... my week suck.
2: I cradle of filth too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to leave it up to you two to choose. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I, this is my concession for, you know, kind of picking a movie that's a little bit out of bounds and it's also just a really good movie. It's You feel, hard, it's you're, hard you're,
1: you're, you feel bad. A little feel bit, A yeah, yeah, little, yeah.
2: yeah. little bit. I knew I was a little bit of a sleaze heel on this one, especially also because I spent time running down that your films aren't haunted house movies. <laughs> They're haunted house movies? What are we of course they about? are, yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm not stupid. I was born night. I was yeah. at night. It wasn't last night. I just said it, hadn't, it couldn't be Ghost Ship or Event Horizon. That's that's what I said. But So here's the two punishment movies quote quote i don't mm-hmm. think either of them are punishment movies mm-hmm. but one of them sort of more is yeah uh we can do tokyo gore police which i've been promising for a I while
1: want i've still not to. seen, I, I seen
2: I we, we could do tokyo gore police or we're in november and we could do seasonal and we could do thanks killing i
1: haven't I, seen that thanks
2: killing is a lot of fun.
1: Okay. I almost think we just do a mini-sode on Thanksgiving. Okay. okay. Because it's such, gore it's so stupid. Yeah. All right. And- just fucking dumb. Yep. but in such a fun way. <laughs> yeah, and I've not seen Tokyo Gore Police, so let's do that. Right. Okay, okay, if you're cool,
2: cool with that. Yeah, right. I'm cool. With okay, that. Yeah, so, so I haven't seen either, next so... week we'll be watching Tokyo Gore Police Perfect. for a minisode, and then sometime in November we'll just do Thanksgiving. Thanks
3: yes. Thanksgiving is so fucking it's so fun. good. Yes. I almost
1: feel like we should do like a like a watch along, which the three of us like watch, especially <laughs> oh <my laughs> so, if you've like never like seen it. Like on Twitch and
3: stuff like that, or, or all... even uh, even here, you know, yeah. something. But like, to, it's such yeah. a fucking fun movie. It's so fucking dumb.
1: Um. Anyway, all right. So catch us next week. So Steve. Has taken home champ, the strap. The champ is two here. Time. So I we, think we're all two we've time. all done two yeah. times. Yeah, we've all done yeah. two times. This is this has ended up becoming a, a very even um, uh, 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 championship count here, but. So uh, next week, tune in to, to, to listen to us talk about uh, a cult classic, which is a first-time watch for mm-hmm. Meg and I, Tokyo Gore Police. It's been on my list for a long time, and I just have not mm-hmm. pulled the trigger on it. Um, as always, if you haven't already, check us out on the social medias, at Halloween is Forever on Instagram, at Halloween Forever on Twitter, at Halloween is Forever Podcast on Facebook, <laughs> at Halloween is Forever Pod on tiktok and halloween
0: is forever bought on gmails i got every one of them right for the
1: first time ever guys it only required four beers um and this has been a lot of fun uh we'll see you next week uh and we'll talk about tokyo gore police uh Anything else? I'm forgetting. Mm.
2: T-Public. Get t-shirts.
1: Yeah, go over to T public. Check out our link on the instant on the Instagrams or whatever. And the, 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 the link trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some apparel in there. We got some cool uh, cool uh, t-shirt designs and stuff like that. So check them out if you're interested. Otherwise, uh, for the Halloween is forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg.
2: I'm Champ again.
3: Hey bye, <laughs>
1: hey bye. Hey, bye. <laughs>